We wish to thank the following sponsors who are relinquishing their broadcast periods today in order that we may bring you the World Series. The makers of La Rosa Macaroni, Spaghetti and Egg Noodles, the sponsors of the La Rosa Hollywood Theater of Stars, the makers of Philip Mar Cigarettes and Alka-Seltzer, co-sponsors of Queen for a Day. Time permitting, Queen for a Day will be presented following the game. We take you now to Yankee Stadium. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. Gillette's cavalcade of sports is on the air. Good afternoon, baseball fans everywhere. This is Red Barber with Mel Allen at Yankee Stadium in New York, greeting you for the Gillette Safety Razor Company as the Brooklyn Dodgers and New York Yankees get set for the opening game of the 1949 World Series. This is the 11th consecutive year that baseball's championship classic is being aired throughout the world by way of Gillette microphones. Yes, and because so many sports fans are also Gillette fans, we broadcast and telecast major boxing, racing, and football events as they occur throughout the calendar. So folks, remember, for the tops in sports, tune in Gillette's cavalcade of sports the year-round. The first question that you want to know is about the weather. And the weather is fine. It scared everybody in New York to death this morning when when dawn came, it came through gray clouds and it was raining. But the rain stopped about 8.30 to 9 o'clock. The outfield is going to be a little bit treacherous for any outfielder who has to cut sharply one way or the other. The infield, which of course was covered, is in perfect condition. Now the second question that you'd like to know, the starting pitcher for the Dodgers. Bert Schotten did not announce him until his pregame clubhouse meeting. He is Big Don Newcomb, 6'5", 230 pounds, finishing his rookie year. In fact, he was not even with the Dodgers the first month of the pennant campaign. Came on to win 17 ball games. The starting pitcher for the Yankees is the stout-armed right-hander, Allie Reynolds, who has known for two days that he was going to be the starter. In fact, uh, on the pre-World Series broadcast from Commissioner Chandler's suite last evening, you heard Allie Reynolds, and he was speaking then of the fact that he knew he was going to be the starting pitcher, said he was going to sleep well, and that the butterflies wouldn't start until about noon today. And as far as butterflies, there are butterflies everywhere as far as these athletes are concerned. This is it. And I think the tremendous tensions of the two punnet races, each coming down to the very last thing late Sunday afternoon, has added to, uh, to the number of butterflies that will beset these ball players. But they're great. The Yankees won in a tremendous finish in the American League. The Dodgers won in a tremendous finish and one inning, you might say, in the National League. So uh, adjectives can just be put in the attic. This is it. Now they are going to put their knucks on the line, and it's going to be settled right here and now. In fact, in about 13 fateful moments, this ball game will be on the way. So the two right-handers continue throwing. Reynolds, who won 17 and lost six, it uh, might be significant to point out he pitched four complete games. Uh, Newcomb has won 17 ball games for uh, Brooklyn in the pennant race, has lost eight, and as far as his complete games go, uh, 19. Uh, he's big and strong, and I think that is one reason that manager Shotton wished him to start. Uh, he wanted Newcomb to start so that he can do as much work as possible. Now you want the batting order. For the visiting Dodgers, captain and shortstop Pee Wee Reese will lead off. And Johnny Jorgensen, the third baseman, is hitting number two. Johnny Jorgensen. Duke Snyder is in center field and is batting third. Snyder, who drove in Brooklyn's punnet winning run in the 10th inning uh, at Philadelphia Sunday. 
Jackie Robinson won the batting championship of the National League by three points. Robinson at second base. He was in the series in 47, you recall. Gene Hermansky is in left field. Hermansky in left for Brooklyn. Carl Farello, who is Brooklyn's uh, casualty. Farello in right field. He has a groin injury. The right side of his groin is quite painful. But uh, the Brooklyn trainer, Doc Wendland, put a whole roll of tape on him and an elastic bandage, and Farello is going to play. Hodges. Hodges at first base. In other words, this is the regular Brooklyn batting order that goes against uh, an opposing starting right-hand pitcher. Campanella is catching and is hitting eight. And the pitcher is rookie Don Newcomb. Now for Casey Stengel and his Yankees. And it's, a, it's an odd fact that Stengel uh, played in a World Series uh, for the Dodgers, several in fact. And uh, more than that, uh, Stengel in 1934 and 35 managed at Brooklyn before he went to the Boston Braves. Now the announcement that Miss Lucy Monroe will sing the national anthem. Lucy Monroe, accompanied by Guy Lombardo's orchestra, uh, just uh, performed the national anthem. Now we'll go down the batting orders for the Yankees. The six umpires, uh, Reese, the Brooklyn team captain, manager Casey Stengel, who takes his own uh, batting order up for the Yankees, are conferring at home plate. The groundkeepers uh, here at the stadium are still polishing off the infield, so it's just a quiet scene at the moment, the sun shining and the big crowd pouring in. For the Yankees, uh, Phil Rizzuto, who's had a tremendous year at shortstop, leads off. A little scooter, Rizzuto. Uh, Tommy Henrik, all reliable. Uh, he told us in the dugout an hour ago that his back feels fine. It is not taped. He is not wearing a corset. In other words, he said, that slender figure is all mine. Tommy Henrik at uh, first base. He's been a very valuable team player for the Yankees in the outfield or the infield, wherever they've needed him. Yogi Berra, whose left arm is still tender. He has to be very careful. He says sometimes if he hits a ball wrong off the bat, it stings his hand and hurts him very much. Yogi Berra is catching. The great Joe DiMaggio, 12 pounds lighter for that recent bout uh, with Barra's uh, pneumonia. Joe DiMaggio, who returned to get an action just in time those two games with the Red Sox Saturday and Sunday. <coughs> DiMaggio in center field. Johnny Lindell in left. Lindell, who hit the winning run Saturday afternoon to break the 4-4 tie with the Red Sox. Lindell in left. 
Billy Johnson, who has been playing good ball lately, is at third base. Uh, Cliff Mapes, the rookie who's made the grade splendidly in right field. M-A-P-E-S, Mapes. Jerry Coleman, another rookie who came through for Stengel with his multitudinous shifts uh, demanded by... Uh, We'll check it with Mel in just a moment. I think there were about 80 uh, real casualties that the Yankees had in the way of injuries. Uh, Mel, how many casualties did you count up this year with the Yankees in the punt race? We stopped at 70, Rand. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, we told you Coleman at second base. Allie Reynolds is the pitcher. And uh, the umpires. Uh, Cal Hubbard, uh, one of the great athletes on the American scene. Oh, what a football player he was. Big Cal Hubbard will be back at the plate. Uh, John Beans Ridden will be at first base for the National League. Art Passarella of the American League, Passarella at second base. Lou Jordan of the National League will be at third. In the left field corner, as an alternate umpire, will be Ed Hurley of the American League. And in the right field corner, alternate umpire George Barr of the National League. Folks, now and then, something that doesn't happen is news. For instance, thanks to the cooperation of campers, hunters, tourists, and others who visit our woodland areas, 16,000 forest fires didn't happen in 1948. But before we start cheering, it's also true that forest fires devastated 30 million acres last year. That's an area as large as New York State. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires, so don't be careless. The umpires are going out to take their six uh, positions, and I noticed that Hurley is going in the right field corner, bar in the left field corner to make that change for you. And now while we have the opportunity, we'll pause for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. WOR and WOR-FM, your World Series stations in New York. The Yankees have started out to take their nine defensive posts here at Yankee Stadium. Uh, a little cloudishness has come, but there's still plenty of sunlight. Jake Pittler is going down to coach it first for the Dodgers. Milton Stock to coach it third. And now coming over here to the Gillette microphone, one of the great broadcasters, it's a real privilege to be with him again. His broadcasting this year as the Yankees drove to their planet was uh, equally in tune with the success of the New York club, Mel Allen. Hello there, everybody. Thank you very much, Red Barber. And it's always a privilege and a real pleasure to be able to associate with you on these World Series broadcasts. I shall never forget the 1947 when you and I went through seven games and had so much fun and excitement. This program comes to you by authority of the Commissioner of Baseball. It's intended only for the private use of our audience. Any publication or reproduction of this program and commercial use of the program is prohibited. And so we're all set for the first game of the World Series. Allie Reynolds, who won 17 games and lost six for the Yankees in the regular season, and whose previous World Series experience consists of a victory over the Dodgers in 1947. He worked in two games, a total of 11 and a third innings, beating the Dodgers in the second game of the 47 World Series here at the stadium. And he's opening for New York today. Vic Rashi, generally considered the Yankees' ace, went Sunday against the Red Sox in that thrilling finale. And thus, of course, uh, Casey Stengel decided to rest him a little longer and start instead Allie Reynolds. Allie has a good fastball, a good curve, and has been troubled on occasion by his control. When Allie's control is good, he's rough to hit. If his control is off, then, of course, he'll get into trouble. Now, the first ball was tossed out by Bruce Howard, a nine-year-old youngster of Astoria, Long Island. He's the guest of baseball commissioner A.B. Chandler. He was chosen to represent thousands assisted during this year's record infantile paralysis epidemic. 
And now the first pitch of the ball game to Pee Wee Reese. Right-hand batter is in there for a call strike, and we're underway in the 1949 World Series. Pee Wee, right-hand batter, who hit 277 the regular season, captain of the Dodgers, a good money player. Johnson in close at third in the event of the bunt. The pitch is a curve over for call strike two. The outfield for Reese, slightly toward left and center and left. I guess in general they're shading him toward left, although Cliff Mapes is looking for Pee Wee, maybe to hit over toward right a bit. Tommy Henrik is deep wide of first. Jerry Coleman, three strikes to the right of second. Johnson is a little deeper now at third with two strikes on Reese. The pitch just outside for a ball. It's an overhand delivery. Allie had come in sidearm with his first two pitches. It's a one-two count now on Pee Wee Reese. Johnny Jorgensen on deck with Duke Snyder to follow. Reynolds getting his sign from Yogi Berra, taking a little time, and Reese steps out. A little overcast at the moment, sun's playing hide-and-seek, a little muggy. Now Reynolds is ready, here's the one-two pitch to Reese, and it is swung on, a ground ball hit to Henrik, he's up with it, outruns Reese to the bag, and there's one away. Pee Wee Reese grounding out, Henrik unassisted, and with one down, up comes Spider Jorgensen. A left-hand hitter. Batted 269 on the regular season. And I believe Red had uh, Billy Cox not been injured. He probably would have been the starting third baseman for the Dodgers, would he? He's been hurt, of course, since Labor Day. So Spider Jorgensen is in there. He's had previous World Series experience. Outfield playing him to pull. Toward right field. Here's the pitch. Strike one, it's called. Fastball in there around the knees. On deck is Duke Snyder. Top half of the first inning. One out. Nobody on. Phil Rizzuto is about one stride to the left of second base in a step. Johnson at third is in very close and about five feet off the bag. Now Reynolds' delivery on its way. Jorgensen swings and lifts the drive to left center field. Lindell racing over into the gap. Going back and it's over his head and rolling by. The manager's backing up and Jorgensen's racing the second. Going to try for three. Then he holds up quickly as the relay comes into Rizzuto. It's a double for Jorgensen in the left center. Johnny Jorgensen's drive into left center was overcharged by Johnny Lindell, and then as he attempted to retrace his steps and backpedal, it was a little bit too late. And Joe DiMaggio backed up, kept the ball from going further, and it's a double for Spider Jorgensen. That brings to the plate Duke Snyder, long ball hitter for the Dodgers. Duke batting at 292 with 89 RBIs on the season and 23 home runs. It's a two-base hit for Johnny Jorgensen. Reynolds looks in the Getty sign, outfield playing him to pull toward right. Here's the pitch. Curve is low inside, ball one. One ball, no strikes. Billy Johnson about six, eight feet off third baseline, a step away from the edge of the infield grass. Rizzuto over near second to hold Jorgensen close. Jerry Coleman, the second baseman, back on the edge of the outfield grass and at a point almost halfway between first and second with Henrik deep on top of the first baseline. One out, one on, top of the first inning. Reynolds has a stretch to pitch. Snyder takes inside the curve. Ball two, two balls, no strikes. And you've got Jackie Robinson in the batter circle. A 2-0 count. Milton Stock coaching at third for Brooklyn. Jake Pittler at first. 
Barry gives Reynolds a sign. The right-hander with the stretch checks his runner. Here's the pitch. Snyder takes strike call over the outside corner, knee high. The 2-1 count. Two balls, one strike, one out. And the fans beginning to warm to this first World Series game. They're still tingling over the sensational finishes in the two major leagues. Reynolds takes a little too much time for Snyder, and he steps out of the batter's box. Duke moves back into hitting position. Dodgers have something boiling in the top of the first inning. Two balls, one strike. Count on Snyder. The stretch by Reynolds. Jorgensen off second. In comes the pitch. Outside. Ball three. The curve, slow curve. It didn't break over. Three and one now the count. Big Cal Hubbard calling balls and strikes. Beans ridden umpiring at first. Art Passerell at second. Lou Jordan at third. Hurley down the right field line. Bar down the left field line. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike two. He cut hard. Man, he leveled. The right field stands here at Yankee Stadium are most inviting. 296 feet down the right field line into the corner with a barrier sloping off. It's a barrier, I'd say, approximately three and a half, four feet high. And at a point about 50 yards off the line, it's only 344 feet. So we got a full count now on Snyder. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Jorgensen on second. Reynolds takes the stretch. The Spider has a lead. Here's the pitch. Snyder swings and he misses. Strike three and he's out of there. Alley came in with a fastball. Got it in comparatively close to Duke. In the case there, I believe Red had uh, either gone all the way or, or not at all. He really cut on that one. And now here's Jackie Robinson. Jackie won the National League batting championship. Spark plug of the Dodger team. Right-hand hitter. Wound up the season hitting at 342, as did the American League batting champion, George Kell, with Ted Williams also a 342 average, but Kell had just a bit of an edge on him when you carried it out to five figures. Now the pitch. Strike called sidearm fastball in there above the knees. One strike to count on Robinson. The outfield is shading him toward left and centered left. Cliff makes not too far over to right center, but then quite a lot of room down the right field sector between him and the right field line. Johnson in halfway guarding the third base line. Reynolds delivers. Robinson takes outside and low for a ball. And the count is evened up at one and one. Phil Rizzuto is about three strides to the left of short. There's a good shot between Johnson and Rizzuto with Jerry Coleman, the second baseman, two strides to the right of the bag and trying to hold Jorgensen as close as possible. Tommy Henrik about eight feet off the first baseline and deep. Robinson out of the batter's box just for a moment. Gene Hermansky's on deck. Jorgensen on second. Two down. Count of one and one on Jackie. Reynolds ready with a stretch. A look back. Here's the pitch. Slow curve. Swung on. Drilled out the right field. There's Mates digging over and back. And he's got it for the out. And the inning is over. Robinson lines out to Mates and right. No runs. One hit. No errors. And one man left on base. And the score at the end of the first half of the first inning. Nothing and nothing. This is the Red Letter Day we've been waiting for all season. The opening day of the series. Yes, and it's also a Red Letter Day for every man who shaves. For Gillette announces the most amazing offer ever made on a World Series broadcast. 
Your favorite store now has the sensational Gillette Super Speed Razor and 10-blade Gillette Dispenser and a permanent travel case of handsome styrene. An outstanding $1.75 value for only a dollar. Remember, this is the Gillette one-piece razor that changes blades presto and makes shaving a breeze. Remember, you get 10 super keen Gillette blue blades and a handy dispenser. Remember, this combination comes in one of the most serviceable razor cases ever devised. Yes, and I repeat, you pay only $1 for this big $1.75 value. Ask for the special World Series Gillette razor set. Last half of the first inning, Big Don Newcomb, sensational right-hander for the Dodgers on the hill, who won 17 games for Brooklyn after starting late in the year, being recalled from Montreal. And leading off for the Yankees is their candidate, one of their candidates for the Most Valuable Player Award in the American League this year, Phil Rizzuto. One of the few Yankees who did not come under the injury jinx to any extent. He was out of two games. And actually, the one man on the entire ball club they could have done least without. They could least have done without. So Don Newcomb, the right-hander's first pitch to Little Phil, is inside for ball one. Rizzuto is in his fourth World Series. He played in 1941, 42, and 47 with the 277 World Series batting average. Newcomb delivers. And the pitch is in there for a call strike. Fastball came in there just below the shoulders. Oddly enough, Phil's batting average for the 1949 season is 277. Tommy Henrik on deck. Jorgensen's in close at third. Phil's a good bunter. Reese deep at short, about four strides of five to the left of the bag, over toward the third base hole. Here's your pitch. It's bunted, but up into the air. There is Gil Hodges digging over in foul territory, makes the catch for the out. So Phil attempted to come up with his specialty, a bunt, only on this occasion, instead of dumping it down the third baseline, he tried to shove it by the mound, that was his intention, with Robinson deep at second. But instead, he popped it into the air in foul territory, back of first, and Gil Hodges pranced over and grabbed it easily. So there's one out, and up comes Tommy Henrik. Tommy hitting at 287 on the season. Played in the 38, 41, and 47 World Series. Left-hand hitter, the outfield around toward right. Don Newcomb into the windup. Around comes the right arm. The pitch is fastball outside. Ball one. Hermanski in left. Snyder in center. Perillo in right. Jorgensen third. Reese short. Robinson second. Hodges first. Campanella catching. Newcomb pitching. Now the one nothing delivery on its way. And Tommy Hendrick takes outside for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Frank Crosetti is coaching at third base for New York, and Bill Dickey at first. Gene Hermansky is way over in the left center, and uh, Tommy Henrik is adept at uh, placing balls in the left field, but of course they may figure that Newcomb is too fast for Tommy to do that on. In comes the pitch. Henrik swings and smacks it right out to short. Reese grabs it, throws on over to Hodges in time, and they're two away. There's a hard ground ball couple of swift hops to Pee Wee, took one step to his left, up with it easily, over to Hodges, two down. Now to the batter is Yogi Berra. Berra, left-hand hitter, played in the 1947 World Series, had a 158 batting average, had one home run, that was a pinch hit homer at Ebbets Field. 
In close to the plate, he stands deep in the batter's box, holds that bat down to the end of the handle. Don Newcomb throws. Fastball, golf foul on the ground down the first baseline. Strike one. No score. Last half of the first inning. Two teams that came in a hurry at the finish with sensational finishing drives. And today they're sort of feeling one another out in the early moments and getting the feel of the World Series. Now the one-strike pitch on its way to Barra. Yogi takes a change-up. It's outside for ball one, one and one. Joe DiMaggio's on deck in the batter's circle. Swing a couple of bats around. Two men out, nobody on. No score, last half of the first inning. Don Newcomb's 1-1 pitch on its way. Swung on, it's a high pop-up. Out uh, back of short, Reese dips on the grass and short left a couple of steps out of the ball, makes the catch, and the inning is over. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And the score at the end of the first inning of the 1949 World Series is nothing and nothing. Red, I believe, in 1947, the first game or two of the World Series started out comparatively slow, and then it really began to pick up in tempo, didn't it? Yes, it did, Mel. Once it got going, it just took everything with it. Almost took us with it, too. <laughs> well, uh, this first inning showed the dominance of the pitches, uh, but for uh, the fact that Lindell came in when he should have been going back on Jorgensen's uh, a double, it uh, could have been played as to an easy fly ball. Could have had uh, three up and three down. So I see Reynolds is out there getting all set. We'll hear you, Mel. And coming up for the Brooklyn Dodgers will be Gene Hermansky, Carl Perillo, and Gil Hodges. Gene, a left-hand hitter. Hailing from over Jersey Way. A boy that resembles in appearance, that is, uh, facially, the late Lou Gehrig. He's built somewhat along uh, Lou's lines. Lou's a little stockier, I think, overall. Gene hits the long ball. On the season, Hermansky had a batting average with the Dodgers of 299. He only appeared in 87 games as Burt Schotten alternated his outfielders to get the most out of them at the proper time. So Gene steps in, Allie Reynolds from Oklahoma City, all set to go. you got Lindell in left, DiMaggio in center, Mapes in right, Johnson third, Rizzuto short, Coleman second, Henrik first, Barry catching, and Reynolds pitching. Milton Stock coaching at third, Jake Cutler at first for Brooklyn. Top of the second inning. No score. Reynolds into the windup. In comes the pitch. Hermansky takes just outside for a ball. One ball. No strikes. Big gap in the outfields in left center. Lindell looking for Hermansky to slice. The match is not too far off a straightaway center line, but step or so toward right center. Now the pitch. Hermansky takes strike call. Fastball. Pumped through there above the knees. And the count now is evened up at one and one. Generally speaking, in a World Series, it being the best four out of seven, they call it a short series, pitching is the big key. Now the 1-1 delivery. High and outside, ball two, two and one. Reynolds indicated a curve, but came in with a fastball that was high and outside. Two balls, one strike on Hermansky. Gene with a slightly open stance, bends slightly at the knees, deep in the batter's box, fairly close to the plate, and the pitch... Swung on, loop foul, back of third, going to go out of play. And the ball goes into the upper deck along the left field line. So you've got a 2-2 count on Hermansky. Six umpires. We like to mention their names as frequently as possible because sometimes they are the forgotten men and they do a tremendous job. 
Cal Hubbard at the plate of the American League. Beans Reardon of the National League at first. Art Passerell of the American League at second. Lou Jordan of the National League at third. Now the 2-2 pitch on its way. Hermansky takes inside. Almost went for a sweeping curve that broke in on him. And it's a full count on Hermansky. George Barr of the National League is umpiring down the left field line. And Ed Hurley of the American League down the right field line. It'll be their jobs to watch balls that are hit into the stands and close to the foul poles. Now the payoff pitch to Hermansky is low. Ball four and he's on. So the Dodgers get the lead man on in the top of the second inning. A base on balls. First given up by Reynolds to Gene Hermansky. And here's Carl Perillo, who in the late stages of the Dodgers' pennant fight was hitting that ball at a murderous clip. Carl wound up the season hitting at 322. And Red, I imagine he was hitting pretty close to 450 down the stretch, wasn't he? The last two months of the season. Carl Batsum right-handed, playing this ball game with a groin injury. Well taped up, right hand here to the stretch. A look over at first. Here's the pitch, and it's low outside, almost into the dirt. Yogi had to go to his knees and to his right to keep that from skipping by. One ball, no strikes. Been a lot of talk, of course, about the possibility of the Dodgers running on Barra, as they did in 1947. Bill Johnson's in close at third in the event of the bunt near the line. Rizzuto in halfway at short. Two strides or three to the left of the bag. Here's your pitch. And it's low, ball two. Now Jerry Coleman trots in from second base, calls time to talk to Reynolds. Alley missing that plate now and getting himself in a little trouble. He worked hard on Hermansky and finally lost him. Now he's got a 2 nothing count on Perillo, and you've got Gil Hodges on deck. Coleman is shading second, just a little bit more than first. Henrik holding it first against Hermansky. The stretch by Reynolds. The 2-0 pitch, strike called, fastball over there just above the knees, it's a 2-1 count. The outfield for Perillo is toward right and center and right, with Lindell looking for Carl to uh, hit the left but not to pull too sharply. And all the room in the world in left center, and just off the straightaway center line. Two balls, one strike, nobody out, Gene Hermansky on first base. Now Henrik's not holding against him, but just in behind him a step. The stretch by Reynolds, here's your pitch. And it's low, ball three. 3-1 count on Perillo. Always the bugaboo of any manager is the base on balls. 3-1 count on Perillo. Reynolds checks with Barra, getting his sign. Now he's ready. Hermansky with the lead. Stretch. There he goes. The pitch swung on. Hit foul down the right field line into the lower stand. Strike two. So Hermansky has to come back to first. He stops, however, to exchange a word or two with Phil Rizzuto, their neighbors around Newark, around the Newark area. Baseball players are wonderful people. They battle one another tooth and nail, but in a, an idle moment of the game, they'll swap small talk. All right, you've got a full count on Perillo, three and two. Nobody out top the second inning, no scores yet. Carl digs in, back cocked up off his right shoulder in close to the plate, slightly open stance to stretch. There goes Hermansky. The pitch is taken high outside, ball four. He slowed up on Perillo, but didn't get the ball over. 
walks to Hermansky and Perillo. They've got the Dodgers in business in the top of the second inning. Nobody out. And Billy Johnson goes over to talk to Reynolds. And there's a signal for action in the Yankee bullpen. Gil Hodges, right-hand hitter, steps in. Hit 286 on the year, including 23 home runs and drove in 114 runs for the Dodgers. Reynolds ready for the runners on first and second. Yankees looking for the bunt. The pitch is inside for the ball. Yogi Berra claims uh, that the ball hit the bat of Hodges, but Cal Hubbard says no, it's a ball. Fred Sanford is starting to throw in the Yankee bullpen. Gil Hodges squared away to bunt. That pitch was way in on him. He had to jump to get away from it. Henriksen close at first. Johnson in close at third. Johnson will try to anchor at third if he can, but if the ball is pushed that way, he'll have to leave the bag. Hermansky moves off second. Perillo off first. The stretch by Reynolds. Here comes Henrik. The pitch is bunted, and it's foul off to the right of the plate. It's a beautiful bunt, but it's squirted foul. Spun foul off to the right. And it's a 1-1 count. Tommy Henrik was charging the plate. Billy Johnson was trying to anchor. Reynolds attempting to protect the third baseline. And Barra, of course, moving with the ball. With Coleman breaking toward first and Rizzuto second. One ball, one strike. You've got Roy Campanella on deck. And Newcomb to follow him. And incidentally, Newcomb's a pretty good hitter for a pitcher. So that you can anticipate the possibilities. Top of the second inning. No scores yet. Hermansky off second. Farrell off first. Here's the pitch. Hodges bunts, and it is foul off to the right for strike two. One and two. Now Gil Hodges will have to be swinging away unless Bert Schotten would order a third strike bunt, which isn't uh, likely if you allow us to speculate for a moment, although it does happen. It could happen now. One ball, two strikes. Billy Johnson backs up at third. Near the line, Rizzuto off to the left of second base, about five strides in a couple of steps. Jerry Coleman, two strides to the right of second. Reynolds ready. Here's the pitch, and Hodges swings and hits one back to Reynolds. Reynolds fires to Coleman for one. Coleman back to Henrik, a double play. And the third on the play went Gene Hermansky. Gil Hodges hit to the box. Reynolds grabbed it, threw to Coleman. High. Coleman leaped, grabbed it, came down on the bag, and fired to Hendrick to double up Hodges after they'd gotten Perillo at second, and Hermansky went to third on the play. The batter now is Roy Campanella. Casey Stengel was just out the mound to talk to Allie Reynolds. Roy Campanella hitting at 287. Right-hand hitter. Squares away. The outfield plays him uh, almost straight away, slightly toward left. Here's the pitch. Inside, around the letters, ball one. One ball, no strikes. No scores yet, top of the second inning. Allie checks with Barra. Hermansky on third. Reynolds delivers. Campanella swings and hits a fly ball out into right field. Cliff Mapes is gathering himself under it. And he makes the catch for the out. 
No runs, no hits, no errors, and one man left on. Well, as Cliff Mapes gathered that ball in to end the inning, it reminds me that one of baseball's greatest outfielders is Dom DiMaggio of the Boston Red Sox, and he's parked at my elbow right at the moment. Dom, anybody who grows whiskers like yours should know a thing or two about razor blades. How do you rate Gillette Blue Blades? They're tops with me. I never use any other kind. Easy shaving? You said it. And long-lasting, too. How about the Gillette dispenser? Like it? It's a real convenience. Saves a lot of fuss. Now, men, see if Dom DiMaggio isn't right. Buy Gillette Blue Blades, 10 or 20, and the handy Gillette dispenser for the price of the blades alone. Remember, it zips them out unwrapped and makes blade changing a cinch. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. Don, while you and I were chatting, a friend of yours just walked up to home plate and got a hand. Yes, I see them down there. Who is he? Big Joe, the jolter. <laughs> He's a pretty good outfielder himself, isn't he, Dom? Yes, he is, Mel. One of the best of all time. Thanks a lot, Dom DiMaggio. And uh, congratulations on a wonderful season. And now as we come into the last half of the second inning here at Yankee Stadium, no score. Joe DiMaggio leads off. Right-hand hitter. Hit 346 on the season in 76 games in which he appeared after missing the first 65 because of his now celebrated injured heel. Don Newcomb starts to work, the big right-hander. Around comes the right arm, in comes the pitch, and it's outside, ball one. One ball, no strikes. DiMaggio has been in seven World Series. This is his eighth, and he has a lifetime World Series batting average of 290, 21 RBIs. Newcomb throws, DiMaggio takes right in there for a call strike. Newcomb, a great big fellow sort of untangles himself and he goes into that windup and he fires away. A one-on-one count on Joe. Spider Jorgensen deep at third near the line. Reese very deep. Not too far over into the gap. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Drill foul down the right field line. Out of play. The ball hitting the upper deck and bouncing downstairs. And it's a one-two count on Joe. Johnny Lindell is on deck with Billy Johnson to follow. Nothing and nothing. Last half of the second. Gene Hermansky has just put on his sunglasses. The sun begins to peep out again here at Yankee Stadium. The wind is blowing in a mild fashion at the moment toward the left a bit and also toward right just a bit. It's a variable wind, but not too strong right now. Here's your pitch. And demand swings and misses. Strike three. Tried to hold up, but couldn't. a high inside fastball that DeMad started to go for. He tried to hold up, but he went around. Big Cal Hubbard went up with the right hand, and it's strike three. Here's Johnny Lindell, who with one mighty swipe of his bat on Saturday enabled the Yankees to stay alive in the American League pennant race since it tied the Yanks with the Red Sox, broke a 4-4 tie in that particular ball game, and made it possible for the Yankees to go into Sunday with a chance to win the pennant, which they did. Don Newcomb goes to work on the right-hand hitter. And the pitch is right in there for a call strike. Right over the inside corner, belt high. Newcomb looks sharp. Outfield playing Lindell to pull. 
Carl Frillo is looking for John to hit over toward the right center a bit. Frillo's over in front of the Yankee bullpen. Now the delivery. Change up is swung on, lined out to left field for a base hit. The ball is taken by Hermansky on two or three hops. Clips his leg into second, cut off by Reese, and Lindell is on with a single to left field. He changed up on Lindell. And Johnny immediately spiked the liner into left for the single. And the first Yankee hit of the game. Now Billy Johnson steps in. Lindell had been in two previous series, 43 and 47. Billy Johnson also in the 43 and 47 World Series. Johnson, right-hand batter. Billy hit 251 on the season. Below his uh, par, the delivery, right in there for a call strike. Outfield well spread out for Johnson. He can pull, he'll slice, and he can hit a long ball. Jorgensen halfway back at third, couple of feet off the line. Reese in a couple of steps at short, five strides to the left of second. Here's the pitch. Swung on, a ground ball hit foul down the third baseline. Frank Corsetti coaching third grabs it. And to two-strike count on Billy. Cliff Mapes is on deck. Crowd sitting back rather quiet. Waiting for the big explosion that generally will take place in a tight ball game. And, of course, they're ready to yell at the first opportunity either of these teams gives them. A two-strike count on Billy. Lindell moves off first, one away. Here's your pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Went down swing on the fastball. That Newcomb has got a quick one. He's really alive with it, isn't he, uh, Red? Well, Mel, he struck out 149 and only came up after the season was a month old. So you can figure it out for yourself. Here's Cliff Mape stepping in, who on the season hit 243. Played great defensive ball for the Yankees. Got a tremendous arm. They play him to pull sharply in center and right. And now Burt Schotten is moving Gene Hermansky way over into left center. Newcomb's delivery swung on and fouled back. Strike one. Mapes is another of the Yankee left-hand hitters who on occasion will line that ball down the left field line. And they're giving him plenty of that sector at the moment. A great deal, however, depends on the way a man is pitched as to where he's going to hit the ball. And the boys in the field generally know everything being equal where he, he might hit it in the general direction if he hits the pitch. Newcomb throws. Mapes takes inside around the knees. Ball one, one and one. P.B. Reese deep at short, over towards second. He's about two strides or so to the left of second base. Spider Jorgensen halfway back, 10 feet off third baseline. Gil Hodges just in behind Lindell with two down, and Jackie Robinson at a point about halfway between first and second bases. No scores yet, two away. Here's your delivery. Swung on and missed, strike two. Newcomb just overpowering Mapes, as he did uh, DiMaggio and Johnson. And as a matter of fact, he might have done the same to Lindell. He slowed up on John. And John Tunity to capitalize on the change of pace with that line drive to left. A 1-2 count on Mapes. Two down, no score. Last half of the second inning. Dodgers and Yankees at Yankee Stadium. It's the World Series. Newcomb throws. Mapes swings and misses. Strike three, and he strikes out the side. He blazed it in there. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And a hand for Newcomb as he leaves the mound. Now check that. One man left on base. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left on. 
Three strikeouts for Newcomb, all in the top half of the second inning. Let me uh, uh, double-checking your totals. No runs, one hit. No errors, one left on. And thus the score at the end of two innings. Nothing and nothing. The Dodgers, no runs, one hit, no errors, two left on. The Yankees, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left on. Now, before we move into the top half of the third inning as the Dodgers come to bat, we pause for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. WOR and WOR-FM, your World Series stations in New York. This is Mel Allen with Red Barber, bringing you the 1949 World Series from Yankee Stadium, another in Gillette's cavalcade of sports broadcasts. The year-round, they bring you the outstanding bowl games, fights, the World Series, the All-Star Game, and we hope that you're going to enjoy to the hilt the 1949 Fall Classic. And now, as we go to the top of the third inning, Don Newcomb steps in a hitting position. He's a left-hand hitter and a good hitter for a pitcher. We watched him hit one in that All-Star Game that Ted Williams made a sensational catch on to rob him of an extra base hit. Reynolds throws... In there for a call strike. Outfield playing Newcomb to... Well, they're playing him almost straight away. DiMaggio straight away in center. Lindell not too close to the left field line. And Mapes not too close to the right field line. The left fielder and right fielder in toward DiMaggio straight away. The pitch is swung on. A bounder hit out toward shore. Rizzuto charges it up with it. Throws over to Henrik in time and there's one away. Newcomb grounds out. Rizzuto to Henrik. One away for the Dodgers in the top of the third inning. And now we go to the top of the order again for the brilliant shortstop and captain of the Dodgers, Pee Wee Reese. A nickname that, in a sense, is a misnomer, isn't it, Red? Because Reese certainly is no Pee Wee. Mal, he got the name when he was a Marlboro shooting champion back at Louisville, playing Pee Wees. I used to shoot marbles. Wasn't very good. They never won a championship at Reese grounded out to Henrik in the first inning. Right-hand hitter. Reynolds throws. Fastball in there for a call strike. Nothing and nothing. Top half of the third. One out. Nobody on. Bill Johnson in close at third. In the event, Reese drops a bunt down, which Pee-wee can do on occasion. Quick getting away from that plate. Reynolds sidearms him. Pitches bunted right down to a third. Johnson charges up with it. Fires over to Henrik, and it's in time for the out. think Pee-wee was reading our minds, but he did uh, drop one down there beautifully, and Reynolds came very close to messing up the play. Johnson finally hollered him off. Reynolds was moving away from the play, from uh, the play at first, toward the third baseline, while Johnson was moving in, and Billy, with that rifle arm, fired Pee-wee out. Here's Spider Jorgensen swing, sends the grass cutter out to second, Coleman scoops it up, throws over to Henrik, and the inning is over. So... The third baseman, second baseman, shortstop, each had an opportunity that inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And the score at the end of two and a half innings remains the Dodgers nothing, the Yankees nothing. As Dom DiMaggio, famous outfielder of the Boston Red Sox, told you, Gillette Blue Blades are tops for shaving ease and economy as well. That's because they have the keenest, most beautifully finished edges ever produced. 
Those edges also are hard enough to cut glass. So they shave and shave and shave. Never break down prematurely, like ordinary blades that scrape and pull. Now, no, you'll find the modern Gillette dispenser just as handy as Dom DiMaggio does. You see, it zips the blades out unwrapped, ready for use, saving you time, fuss, and bother. Ask for Gillette Blue Blades and the modern Gillette dispenser. They come factory sharp and stay that way until used. You get 20 blades, 40 shaving edges for 98 cents. Ten blades for 49 cents. Remember, look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. Last half of the third inning at Yankee Stadium, no score. Jerry Coleman, the number eight hitter in the Yankee batting order, will lead off. Then will come Allie Reynolds in the top of the order, Phil Rizzuto. Coleman, a right-hand hitter, playing in his first World Series. A Yankee rookie this year who played sensational second base defensively and pretty good clutch hitter. It was his hit in the eighth inning with the bases loaded that iced the pennant for the Yankees against the Red Sox on Sunday. Newcomb throws. The pitch is swung on foul off to the right of the plate into the upper deck and a World Series souvenir for someone who also will wind up with a swollen hand for a couple of days. One strike to count. I could hear that ball hit that meat hand, couldn't you, Rhea? One strike to count now on Jerry Coleman. Jerry hit 275 on the season. San Francisco boy. The pitch. Curve ball is just outside. Ball one. One and one. Coleman acts exactly as his mannerisms are almost a faithful reproduction of Frank Crescetti's. And yet, the one did not know the other. At a time uh, in the formative stage when you develop those little mannerisms you uh, do have playing ball. The 1-1 delivery. Swung on, hit foul down the first baseline. A liner, strike two. One and two to count. The ball skipped up into the stands, into the boxes, and the usual scramble for a World Series souvenir. Another thing, uh, Grissetti and Coleman both come from San Francisco, and for a long while even Jerry's own teammates thought that he patterned himself deliberately after Grissetti. The way he'd... Uh, move his shoulders, the way he handled the ball, the way he got it away in a hurry. But it turned out it was strictly coincidental. One and two the count on Coleman. Last the third inning. Nothing and nothing. Big Don Newcomb starts to work. Around comes the right arm. In comes the pitch. And it's over that outside corner for a call. Strike three. Man, I mean, he cut loose a fastball. It looked like an aspirin tablet coming up there. And that is the fourth strikeout for Newcomb and four out of the last five batters. Up comes Allie Reynolds. Reynolds hitting at 221. If Newcomb continues at this pace, we'll be going to those World Series record books, Red. Newcomb's first pitch to the right-hand batter. Reynolds swings and fouls it off behind the plate. Strike one. Newcomb must be pretty quick because they're not looking for Reynolds to pull him. The outfield is shading toward right on Reynolds. Allie can swing the bat pretty well for a pitcher. Jorgensen's hanging around in close at third near the line. Reese over toward second. 
Here's Newcomb's delivery. Reynolds swings and sends a fly ball down the left field line, and he did pull him, and Hermansky can't get it, and the ball is by him, and Reynolds is going to go for two. Here comes the throw, a beautiful throw, but Reynolds goes in standing up with a double. The ball gets by Robinson, but Gil Hodges is backing up. Allie Reynolds caught him, overshifted for him, as they didn't figure Allie could pull Don, but he did. It's an ordinary fly ball that Hermansky could have put in his hip pocket had he been playing Reynolds to pull, but he was way over in the left center and couldn't catch up to it. So that's the Yankees' second hit of the ball game. Three in the game. The Dodgers have had one. And up is Phil Rizzuto, who fouled out in the first inning to Campanella. The pitch is swung on, fouled back to the screen. Strike one. Last half of the third inning. One out and Reynolds on second base. Outfield for Phil. Almost straight away. Snyder's just a step over into left center. Spider Jorgensen hanging around in close at third. Now he backs up a step. Not too deep. Don Newcomb stretches, pitches. Phil takes just off the outside corner. And the count is evened up at one and one. And so the crowd now has begun to warm a little bit to the situation. With the runner in scoring position. One ball, one strike, one out. No score. Last of the third inning. Newcomb has his sign from Campanella. He's ready to work. Here's his pitch. And it is swung on. A little pop-up. Hit back up first. There's Robinson going out on the grass. And short right makes the catch. And Reynolds holds it second base. Rizzuto lifts a pop-up back to first. with Jackie Robinson. He's over to get. And now Tommy Hendrick is coming to bat. With two down. Tommy was tossed out by P.B. Reese in the first inning. Yogi Berra moving up into the batter's circle. With his shin guard still on with two down. He will not bat in this inning unless Hendrick keeps the Yankee hopes alive. It's a nothing-nothing ball game, last of the third. The Dodgers have had a runner as far as third. Hermansky in the second inning. Reynolds is the furthest the Yankee has been. He's on second base. Lindell singled, but didn't get any further than that in the second inning. Newcomb with the stretch. Reynolds with a short lead. Here's your pitch. Henrik takes inside for a ball. Roy Campanella, very agile back of that plate, moves his feet around beautifully. As soon as he catches that ball, he's got that arm cocked and ready to fire in the event uh, a throw is necessary to any base. Nobody is darting around trying to hold Reynolds close because he hasn't had too big a lead. Two down, stretched by Newcomb. Here's your pitch. Henrik swings and pops it up into the air. Toward third. Jorgensen getting out of the ball. And then Reese takes him off and says he's got it and does. Make the catch for the out. No runs for the Yankees. One hit. No errors for Brooklyn. And one man left on for New York. I might add that at this time of year at Yankee Stadium, when the sun is out brightly, particularly a little bit later on the ball game, the sun field, which is left field, is a murderous one. And also, those who uh, might be playing in center, if they're not accustomed to the situation uh, here at Yankee Stadium, might find it difficult, as Pete Reeser did in 1947. The sun is in behind home plate, and it's a triple-deck stadium. So a ball comes up out of home plate, as it gets as high as the stadium, which is pretty high, and it's, it has the stadium as a background, then suddenly, as it gets higher than the stadium, it's right into that sun and in there in a hurry. And so frequently, it can uh, give the outfielders trouble, even those who uh, play against it 
all season long. Now at the end of three innings, the score, nothing and nothing. The Dodgers, no runs, one hit. No errors, two left on. The Yankees, no runs, two hits. No errors, and two men left on base. Don, while you and I were chatting, a friend of yours just walked up the home plate and got a hand. Yes, I see them down there. Who is he? Big Joe, the Jolter. <laughs> He's a pretty good outfielder himself, isn't he, Don? Yes, he is, Mel. One of the best of all time. Thanks a lot, Don DiMaggio. And uh, congratulations on a wonderful season. And now as we come into the last half of the second inning here at the Yankee Stadium, no score. Joe DiMaggio leads off. Right-hand hitter. Hit 346 on the season in 76 games in which he appeared after missing the first 65 because of his now celebrated injured heel. Don Newcomb starts to work, the big right-hander. Around comes the right arm, in comes the pitch, and it's outside, ball one. One ball, no strikes. DiMaggio has been in seven World Series. This is his eighth, and he has a lifetime World Series batting average of 290, 21 RBIs. Newcomb throws, DiMaggio takes right in there for a call strike. Newcomb, a great big fella sort of untangles himself and he goes into that windup and he fires away. A one-on-one count on Joe. Spider Jorgensen deep at third near the line. Reese very deep. Not too far over into the gap. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Drill foul down the right field line. Out of play. The ball hitting the upper deck and bouncing downstairs. And it's a one-two count on Joe. Johnny Lindell is on deck with Billy Johnson to follow. Nothing and nothing. Last half of the second. Gene Hermansky has just put on his sunglasses. The sun begins to peep out again here at Yankee Stadium. The wind is blowing in a mild fashion at the moment toward the left a bit and also toward right just a bit. It's a variable wind, but not too strong right now. Here's your pitch. And DeMad swings and misses. Strike three. Tried to hold up, but couldn't. a high inside fastball that DeMadge started to go for. He tried to hold up, but he went around. Big Cal Hubbard went up for the right hand, and it's strike three. Here's Johnny Lindell, who with one mighty swipe of his bat on Saturday enabled the Yankees to stay alive in the American League pennant race since it tied the Yanks with the Red Sox, broke a 4-4 tie in that particular ball game, and made it possible for the Yankees to go into Sunday with a chance to win the pennant, which they did. Don Newcomb goes to work on the right-hand hitter. And the pitch is right in there for a call strike. Right over the inside corner, belt high. Newcomb looks sharp. Outfield playing Lindell to pull. Carl Frillo is looking for John to hit over toward the right center a bit. Frillo's over in front of the Yankee bullpen. Now the delivery. Change up is swung on. Lined out to left field for a base hit. The ball is taken by Hermansky on two or three hops. Clips is... Peg into second, cut off by Reese, and Lindell is on with a single to left field. He changed up on Lindell, and Johnny immediately spiked the liner into left for the single. And the first Yankee hit of the game. Now Billy Johnson steps in. Lindell had been in two previous series, 43 and 47. Billy Johnson also in the 43 and 47 World Series. Johnson, a right-hand batter. Billy hit 251 on the season. 
below his uh, par. The delivery right in there for a call strike. Outfield well spread out for Johnson. He can pull, he'll slice, and he can hit a long ball. Jorgensen halfway back at third, couple of feet off the line. Reese in a couple of steps at short, five strides to the left of second. Here's the pitch. Swung on, a ground ball hit foul down the third baseline. Frank Corsetti coaching third grabs it. And to two-strike count on Billy. Cliff Mapes is on deck. Crowd sitting back rather quiet. Waiting for the big explosion that generally will take place in a tight ball game. And, of course, they're ready to yell at the first opportunity either of these teams gives them. A two-strike count on Billy. Lindell moves off first, one away. Here's your pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Went down swing on the fastball. That Newcomb has got a quick one. He's really alive with it, isn't he, uh, Red? Well, Mel, he struck out 149 and only came up after the season was a month old. So you can figure it out for yourself. Here's Cliff Mape stepping in, who on the season hit 243. Played great defensive ball for the Yankees. Got a tremendous arm. They play him to pull sharply in center and right. And now Burt Schotten is moving Gene Hermanski way over into left center. Newcomb's delivery swung on and fouled back. Strike one. Mapes is another of the Yankee left-hand hitters who on occasion will line that ball down the left field line. And they're giving him plenty of that sector at the moment. A great deal, however, depends on the way a man is pitched as to where he's going to hit the ball. And the boys in the field generally know everything being equal where he, he might hit it in the general direction if he hits the pitch. Newcomb throws. Mapes takes inside around the knees. Ball one, one and one. P.B. Reese deep at short over towards second. He's about two strides or so to the left of second base. Spider Jorgensen halfway back, ten feet off third base line. Gil Hodges just in behind Lindell with two down. And Jackie Robinson at a point about halfway between first and second bases. No scores yet. Two away. Here's your delivery. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Newcomb just overpowering Mapes, as he did uh, DiMaggio and Johnson. And as a matter of fact, he might have done the same to Lindell. He slowed up on John. And John Tunity to capitalize on the change of pace with that line drive to left. A 1-2 count on Mapes. Two down. No score. Last half of the second inning. Dodgers and Yankees at Yankee Stadium. It's the World Series. Newcomb throws. Mapes swings and misses. Strike three, and he strikes out the side. He blazed it in there. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And a hand for Newcomb as he leaves the mound. Now check that. One man left on base. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left on. Three strikeouts for Newcomb, all in the top half of the second inning. Let me uh, uh, double-checking your totals. No runs, one hit. No errors, one left on. And thus the score at the end of two innings. Nothing and nothing. The Dodgers, no runs, one hit, no errors, two left on. The Yankees, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left on. Now, before we move into the top half of the third inning as the Dodgers come to bat, we pause for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. WOR and WOR-FM, your World Series stations in New York. This is Mel Allen with Red Barber. 
bringing you the 1949 World Series from Yankee Stadium, another in Gillette's cavalcade of sports broadcasts. The year-round, they bring you the outstanding bowl games, fights, the World Series, the All-Star Game, and we hope that you're going to enjoy to the hilt the 1949 Fall Classic. And now, as we go to the top of the third inning, Don Newcomb steps in a hitting position. He's a left-hand hitter and a good hitter for a pitcher. We watched him hit one in that all-star game that Ted Williams made a sensational catch on to rob him of an extra base hit. Reynolds throws in there for a call strike. Outfield playing Newcomb to... Well, they're playing him almost straight away. DiMaggio straight away in center. Lindell not too close to the left field line. And Mapes not too close to the right field line. The left fielder and right fielder in toward DiMaggio straight away. The pitch is swung on. A bounder hit out toward shore. Rizzuto charges it up with it. Throws over to Henrik in time and there's one away. Newcomb grounds out. Rizzuto to Henrik. One away for the Dodgers in the top of the third inning. And now we go to the top of the order again for the brilliant shortstop and captain of the Dodgers, Pee Wee Reese. A nickname that in a sense is a misnomer, isn't it, Red? Because Reese certainly is no Pee Wee. Mal, he got the name when he was a Marlboro shooting champion back at Louisville, playing peewees. I used to shoot marbles. Wasn't very good. They never won a championship at. Reese grounded out to Henrik in the first inning. Right-hand hitter. Reynolds throws. Fastball in there for a call strike. Nothing and nothing. Top half of the third. One out. Nobody on. Bill Johnson in close at third in the event. Reese drops a bunt down, which... Pee-wee can do on occasion. It's quick getting away from that plate. Reynolds sidearms him. Pitches bunted right down to a third. Johnson charges up with it. Fires over to Henrik and it's in time for the out. I don't think Pee-wee was reading our minds, but he did... Uh, Dropped one down there beautifully, and Reynolds came very close to messing up the play. Johnson finally hollered him off. Reynolds was moving away from the play, from uh, the play at first, toward the third baseline, while Johnson was moving in, and Billy, with that rifle arm, fired Pee Wee out. Here's Spider Jorgensen swing, sends a grass cutter out to second. Coleman scoops it up, throws over to Henrik, and the inning is over. So the third baseman, second baseman, shortstop, each had an opportunity that inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And the score at the end of two and a half innings remains the Dodgers nothing, the Yankees nothing. As Dom DiMaggio, famous outfielder of the Boston Red Sox, told you, Gillette Blue Blades are tops for shaving ease and economy as well. That's because they have the keenest, most beautifully finished edges ever produced. Those edges also are hard enough to cut glass. So they shave and shave and shave. Never break down prematurely like ordinary blades that scrape and pull. Now I know you'll find the modern Gillette dispenser just as handy as Dom DiMaggio does. You see, it zips the blades out unwrapped, ready for use, saving you time, fuss, and bother. Ask for Gillette Blue Blades and the modern Gillette dispenser. They come factory sharp and stay that way until used. You get 20 blades, 40 shaving edges for 98 cents. 10 blades for 49 cents. Remember, look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. 
Last half of the third inning at Yankee Stadium. No score. Jerry Coleman, the number eight hitter in the Yankee batting order, will lead off. Then will come Allie Reynolds and the top of the order, Phil Rizzuto. Coleman, a right-hand hitter, playing in his first World Series. A Yankee rookie this year who played sensational second base defensively and pretty good clutch hitter. It was his hit in the eighth inning, but the base was loaded that iced the pennant for the Yankees against the Red Sox on Sunday. Newcomb throws. The pitch is swung on foul off to the right of the plate, into the upper deck, and a World Series souvenir for someone who also will wind up with a swollen hand for a couple of days. One strike to count. I could hear that ball hit that meat hand, couldn't you, Red? One strike to count on Jerry Coleman. Jerry hit 275 on the season. San Francisco boy. The pitch. Curve ball is just outside. Ball one. One and one. Coleman acts exactly as is his mannerisms are almost a faithful reproduction of Frank Crescetti's. And yet, the one did not know the other. At a time uh, in the formative stage when you develop those little mannerisms you uh, do have playing ball. The 1-1 delivery, swung on, hit, foul down the first baseline, a liner, strike two, one and two to count. The ball skipped up into the stands, into the boxes, and the usual scramble for a World Series souvenir. Another thing, uh, Persetti and Coleman both come from San Francisco, and for a long while, even Jerry's own teammates thought that he patterned himself deliberately after Persetti, the way he'd uh, move his shoulders, the way he handled the ball, the way he got it away in a hurry. But it turned out it was strictly coincidental. One and two the count on Coleman. Last the third inning. Nothing and nothing. Big Don Newcomb starts to work. Around comes the right arm. In comes the pitch. And it's over that outside corner for a call. Strike three. Man, I mean, he cut loose a fastball. It looked like an aspirin tablet coming up there. And that is the fourth strikeout for Newcomb. And four out of the last five batters. Up comes Allie Reynolds. Reynolds hitting at 221. If Newcomb continues at this pace, we'll be going to those World Series record books, Red. Newcomb's first pitch to the right-hand batter. Reynolds swings and fouls it off behind the plate. Strike one. Newcomb must be pretty quick because they're not looking for Reynolds to pull him. The outfield is shading toward right on Reynolds. Allie can swing the bat pretty well for a pitcher. Jorgensen's hanging around in close at third near the line. Reese over towards second. Here's Newcomb's delivery. Reynolds swings and sends a fly ball down the left field line, and he did pull him, and Hermansky can't get it, and the ball is by him, and Reynolds is going to go for two. Here comes the throw, a beautiful throw, but Reynolds goes in standing up with a double. The ball gets by Robinson, but Gil Hodges is backing up. Caught him, overshifted for him, as they didn't figure Allie could pull Don, but he did. It's an ordinary fly ball that Hermansky could have put in his hip pocket had he been playing Reynolds to pull, but he was way over in the left center and couldn't catch up to it. So that's the Yankees' second hit of the ball game. Three in the game, the Dodgers have had one, and up is Phil Rizzuto, who fouled out in the first inning to Campanella. The pitch is swung on, foul back to the screen, strike one. Last half of the third inning. 
One out and Reynolds on second base. Outfield for Phil. Almost straight away. Snyder's just a step over into left center. Spider Jorgensen hanging around in close at third. Now he backs up a step. Not too deep. Don Newcomb stretches, pitches. Phil takes just off the outside corner. And the count is evened up at one and one. And so the crowd now has begun to warm a little bit to the situation. With a runner in scoring position. One ball, one strike, one out. No score. Last of the third inning. Newcomb has his sign from Campanella. He's ready to work. Here's his pitch. And it is swung on. A little pop-up hit back up first. There's Robinson going out on the grass. And short right makes the catch. And Reynolds holds it second base. Rizzuto lifts a pop-up back to first. It's Jackie Robinson. He's over to get. And now Tommy Henrick is coming to bat. With two down. Tommy was tossed out by P.B. Reese in the first inning. Yogi Berra moving up into the batter's circle. With his shin guard still on. With two down. He will not bat in this inning unless Henrik keeps the Yankee hopes alive. It's a nothing-nothing ball game. Last of the third. The Dodgers have had a runner as far as third. Hermansky in the second inning. Reynolds is the furthest the Yankee has been. He's on second base. Lindell singled, but didn't get any further than that in the second inning. Newcomb with the stretch. Reynolds with a short lead. Here's your pitch. Henrik takes inside for a ball. Roy Campanella, very agile back of that plate, moves his feet around beautifully. As soon as he catches that ball, he's got that arm cocked and ready to fire in the event uh, a throw is necessary to any base. Nobody is darting around trying to hold Reynolds close because he hasn't had too big a lead. Two down, stretched by Newcomb. Here's your pitch. Henrik swings and pops it up into the air toward third. Jorgensen getting out of the ball. And then Reese takes him off and says he's got it and does. Makes the catch for the out. No runs for the Yankees. One hit. No errors for Brooklyn. And one man left on for New York. I might add that at this time of year at Yankee Stadium, when the sun is out brightly, particularly a little bit later on in the ball game, the sun field, which is left field, is a murderous one. And also, those who uh, might be playing in center, if they're not accustomed to the situation uh, here at Yankee Stadium, might find it difficult, as Pete Reeser did in 1947. The sun is in behind home plate. And it's a triple-deck stadium. So a ball comes up out of home plate, and as it gets as high as the stadium, which is pretty high, and it's, it has the stadium as a background, then suddenly, as it gets higher than the stadium, it's right into that sun and in there in a hurry. And so frequently, it can uh, give the outfielders trouble, even those who uh, play against it all season long. Now, at the end of three innings, the score, nothing and nothing. The Dodgers, no runs, one hit. No errors, two left on. The Yankees, no runs, two hits, no errors, and two men left on base. This is Mel Allen with Red Barber, bringing you the 1949 World Series from Yankee Stadium with the best wishes and compliments of the makers of the Gillette Safety Razor Company. And we're ready now to move into the top half of the fifth inning of a scoreless ball game. It's Carl Farillo leading off of the Dodgers. Gil Hodges and Roy Campanello to follow. Allie Reynolds pitching for New York. Farillo walked in the second inning. Right-hand batter. 
Reynolds into the windup. In comes the pitch. Swung on. A ground ball hit out towards second. Coleman gets to go through his legs in the right field for an error. And Ferrello is on. Carl Ferrello hit a ground ball. An easy chance that Jerry Coleman allowed to go right through his legs into right field. Mapes backed up, fired to second. Ferrello holds it first. It's the first error of the ball game. And in this type of game, where two teams are battling it out tooth and nail on even terms, it takes the breaks to determine the ultimate winner. Perhaps that's it. Only time will tell. Meantime, here's Gil Hodges, who bounced into a double play in the second inning, right-hand hitter. Reynolds pitches. Hodges swings and misses. Strike one. The sun is playing hide-and-seek, and right now, it is hiding. They play Hodges to pull in center to left. Mapes looking for him to slash to right. Johnson in close at third. Rizzuto moves in halfway at short. Three strides to the left of the bag. Coleman in halfway, almost. Three strides to the right of the bag. The pitch is bunted down toward third. There's Johnson up for the ball. Fires to Henrik in time. Rizzuto races over to cover third as Perillo had taken his turn and third base was left uncovered. But when Phil raced over, Perillo held up. So Hodges sacrifices. Perillo to second is out. Johnson to Henrik. And Bert Schotten is playing it very close to the vest, evidently feeling that as these two pitches thus far have performed, conceivably one run could win it. Roy Campanella, right-hand hitter, steps up. And on the other hand, Bert might feel, well, here's a break. I'd like to try and capitalize on it as quickly as I might possibly can. Campanella flied to right field in the second inning. Right-hand hitter, stockily built, fell in close to the plate. Bat cocked off his right shoulder. The pitch right in there for a call strike. One out, a runner in scoring position. Nothing, nothing ball game. Top of the fifth inning. Outfield around toward left. This is a big man for Reynolds. Campanella bent at the knees, awaits the pitch. Here it is. Swung on, grounded foul off of the left of the plate. An inside pitch that Roy went for, hoping to pull sharply inside the bag, but he pulled it too much, and he went foul off of the left of the Dodger dugout, which is located between third base and home plate. The Yankee dugout located, uh, of course, between home plate and first base. A two-strike count on Roy. Nothing, nothing, top half of the fifth inning. Reynolds gets his sign from Barra, has a stretch. Perillo moves off second. Here's the pitch. Campanella takes high and inside. Ball one, one and two. Clouds are creeping up overhead now. Ominous looking ones. A bit of a haze over the field. Just a slight one. Reynolds taking his time. Campanello, who stands deep in the batter's box, in close to the plate, has his with his right foot as his left foot, or forward foot, pulled slightly away. All right, here's your pitch. Curve is outside. Ball two, two, two. You've got Cal Hubbard calling balls and strikes of the American League. Beans Ridden of the National League umpiring at first base. Art Pastoral of the American League at second, and Lou Jordan of the National League at third with your foul line umpires. Ed Hurley of the American League in right, and George Barr of the National League in left. 
Outfield toward left for Campanella. Johnson deep at third near the line. Rizzuto over toward second. A lot of room between third and short. Here's your pitch. Campanella takes high. Ball three, three and two. Very high. Full count now, three and two. Jerry Coleman moves in from second base to the edge of the infield grass and hollers to Reynolds. It was Jerry, of course, who got Reynolds into this situation by allowing Perillo's routine bounder to go through his legs into right field for the first error of the ball game. Three balls, two strikes. And now Reynolds has either got to come in there with the pitch or put the runner on at first. Of course, he makes it too good. Mr. Campanella can blast it somewhere. Reynolds shakes off the sign, then takes a little too much time, and Campanella steps out on him very quickly. Little pitching tricks. All of them used to try to get a batter a little little bit on edge, a little more on edge than he already is. Full count, three and two, the stretch. Perillo moves off second. In comes the pitch. Campanella takes high and inside. He walks, and their runners on first and second. One out. And Don Newcomb coming to bat. An error and a walk. With a sacrifice in between. Have put two Dodgers on. First and second, one away. Newcomb was tossed out by Rizzuto in the third inning. Those of you who like to figure baseball close can figure that Campanella's walk was, of course, a, the direct result of the error made by Coleman and the sacrifice that moved Brillo, who was safe on the air, to second because he had to work very carefully on Campanella for fear that he might get the base hit that would drive in the run and break the tie. Newcomb, powerful left-hand hitter, up, takes a pitch in there for a call strike. When I say he's powerful, he is that. Red, they tell me in the celebration at the, in the clubhouse in Philadelphia on Sunday that he picked up couple of the Dodgers and held him at arm's length. Is that true? Well, I think he had managed to shot him in both arms, Mel. <laughs> Perillo moves off second. Campanella off first. The pitch. Newcomb takes high and outside. Change up. And the count is one and one. And now here's Jake Pittler starting in toward the plate. But I, th- I thought he was going to talk to Newcomb, but it was a glove. Newcomb's glove that he had dropped just outside the third baseline, too close to the line in uh, Milton's stock, I should have said, uh, just simply uh, tossed a little further away. One ball, one strike, one out. Don Newcomb, the batter. Carl Perillo is on second base. Roy Campanella on first. And one away, scoreless ball game, top of the fifth. On deck is Pee Wee Reese. The stretch by Reynolds. Here's the pitch. Newcomb takes a curve that's just outside. Ball two, two and one. Very close, but... Not there, says Cal Hubbard. Bill Johnson's in close at third, about five feet off the third baseline. Rizzuto in three, four steps. And three strides to the left of second. Jerry Coleman, four strides to the right. Here's your pitch. Newcomb swings and he misses. Strike two. He tried to hold up at a fastball. It might or might not have been just above the shoulders. In other words, it might or might not have been called a ball. It's very close. It's a 2-2 count on Newcomb. Nothing, nothing to score. Top of the fifth inning. Reynolds getting ready. Perillo on second. Campanella on first lead. Here's the pitch. Fastball swung on him. Missed. Strike three. He fired a fast one by Newcomb. And there's two down. And coming up to bat... One of your great ball players of the day. And a great guy with the, when the chips are down. Pee Wee Reese. 
Grounded out to Hendricks in the first inning. Bunny Dunn was tossed out by Billy Johnson in the third inning. That's only the second strikeout for Reynolds. Who has walked three. And Pee Wee steps in. Batcham right-handed. Perillo on second. Campanella on first. Two down. Fifth inning. No score. Reynolds ready. Here's the pitch. Reese swings and sends a bounder to Johnson. Grabs a two-hop. Steps on third for the force out on Perillo. And Reynolds pitches out of the jam. No runs, no hits. One error and two men left on. And the score at the end of four and a half innings, nothing and nothing. To soften your whiskers thoroughly for slick-looking, comfortable shaves and destroy infectious germs at the same time, use Gillette Shaving Cream, lather or brushless, containing K34. This amazing facial antiseptic gives valuable protection against unsightly skin conditions caused by dangerous bacteria. K34 does what no amount of scrubbing with ordinary soap and water can accomplish. It actually destroys up to 99% of all bacteria on the skin and beneath its outer layers. What's more, the bacteria count stays down. The protection lasts. Oh yes, and another thing, you'll find that Gillette shaving creams are exceptionally fast-acting beard softeners and mighty kind to sensitive skin. So folks, enjoy the valuable protection of K34 and get smoother, easier shaves as well. Use Gillette Shaving Cream, lather or brushless. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with a great deal of pleasure, introduce to you my co-worker on this broadcast of the World Series, a fellow who has established a reputation in sports broadcasting, second to none, and who has been broadcasting World Series since 1935, so he really knows what it's all about, the old redhead, Red Barber. Thank you, Mel. Newcomb makes his first pitch last the fifth inning, a curveball over for a call strike to Billy Johnson, the stocky right-hand hitting third baseman of the Yankees. Very kind words, Mel, and I might say that there have been three fellows pitching so far, Newcomb, Reynolds, and you. Nice to be with you. Nice to be back with Jimmy Britt, who's doing the television for Gillette. Here is uh, Newcomb pitching a curve on the outside for a call. Second strike. He's quickly gone ahead of Johnson. He struck him out the second inning. Also for our Gillette broadcast, uh, Remy Canizares is back on the job. Of course, I don't know what he's saying because he's doing it in Spanish. These broadcasts go all over the world. Outfield deep, shaded toward left. Johnson, a powerful hitter when he hits one, crouches. Swings and misses on a curve on the outside, a short curve, and on three pitches, he's retired for the second time on strikes. It's five strikeouts for Newcomb. The um, story so far today is simply power pitching. Newcomb and Reynolds, they are both hardball pitchers with sharp curves. They throw their curveballs hard. They only let up once in a while. They don't monkey with such stuff as knuckleballs or screwballs. They are orthodox uh, pitchers, and both of them strong and both of them willing. And both of them are ready. Now Cliff Mapes, the tall, left-hand hitting rookie right fielder, leaning in, swings and nubs one foul, back of first base on the ground. Bill Dickey, familiar figure at Yankee Stadium, scoops up the ball, throws it out. For the Brooklyn Club of Field, the game stands no score. Newcomb on the mound, Campanella is his battery mate, back at the plate. Hodges at first, Robinson at second, Reese at short, and Johnny Jorgensen at third. The outfield is Hamansky in left. 
In center field, Snyder to the right field, Ferrello. The defense is toward right, especially in the outfield. Mape swings as a foul in the third base stands and out of play. No balls, two strikes. Try to scramble as that ball uh, comes out of the upper deck, down below in the lower boxes. I noticed something here at Yankee Stadium today I've never seen in the World Series before. The Yankees, who of course have the great championship record and the great World Series record, have gone back into their archives and have pulled out all their World Championship and uh, their League Championship banners, and they have them all around the stadium, and it's an impressive scene. The next pitcher to fastball, low outside to Mapes, right-hand pitcher, Don Newcomb, who pitches with a very easy move. He's a big man. There are two big men right down there. They played umpire, Cal Hubbard, who's even bigger. And uh, these are two big men who move very gracefully. They can move just as quickly as uh, smaller fellows. Newcomb ready to pitch one and two does. Mapes swings it and hits it foul down on the ground. Ball bounces up dead, and Mapes himself grabs it, hands it to Campanella. It's examined routinely by Fire Hubbard, and the ball left in play. One man out. Nobody on last of the fifth inning. The pitching has predominated. The Dodgers have had more scoring opportunities. The Yankees have had one man get on. Brooklyn had quite a few. One and two pitch, low inside for ball two. The Dodgers have had... Uh, the Yankees have had two men. Two men on. The Dodgers have had... Five. One hit, three walks, and an error. The Yankees two, the Dodgers five. Brooklyn's had men twice reach second base with one out. One man reached second base, nobody out. Two-two pitch to Mapes. Swung on and missed by three. Fastball on the knees on the outside strikes him out for the second uh, time. Six strikeouts for Newcomb. And um, Jerry Coleman, who looked at a called third strike in the third inning. He works well upon the handle of that bat. He chokes his bat far more than any other player in the series. He's a slender hitter. Likes to punch that ball, and it's obvious by the way he swings that uh, favorite uh, target of his is to take a shot at right field. He realizes he does not have the physical strength to uh, overpower the ball, so he tries to play his game according to his own physique of timing the ball. Fast ball through there, call strike. Big Hubbard throws that right ham of his high in the air. Strike one. Campanella, stocky, and a very steady target back at the plate. Settles down now to give the sign. When Roy comes up after giving the sign, he gives the pitcher four points. His two knees and his catcher's mitt, which is not held back at the plate, but to one side and his right hand to the other. Newcomb pitches a curve, low outside, one and one. One ball, one strike. Neither Mel nor I have uh, made very much conversation with you this afternoon about the crowd because just everybody's here at the stadium will hold. Everybody knew that. That was going to... Scramble for seats has just been uh, rather quiet because there just weren't any. One ball, one strike. There's a foul ball off. See at the stadium, uh, season uh, seat holders who hold uh, boxes all season long... Uh, they have their boxes for the World Series, plus the option of purchasing uh, the same number of seats again in the reserve row. And, of course, when you realize the baseball requirements that have to be met uh, for all the major league teams and uh, the two league offices and the commissioner's office, well, that means that the uh, seat situation, especially where you have the season ticket holders on it, uh, moves pretty routinely. 
One ball, two strikes, two men out, no score, nobody on, last to the fifth. Newcomb's pitch, low outside, Coleman just did check himself in time. The crowd has not had occasion for a real good bellow outside of their salute to DiMaggio when he stepped in to be the first hit in the last of the second inning. There is no background in back of center field. As a rule, there's a canvas screen. And during the regular season, they have the screen up, and therefore there are no bleacher rights sitting out there in dead center field. But uh, now for the World Series, the bleachers are completely jammed, no screen. Newcomb steps to the back of the mound, takes a handkerchief, mops his face. It's a shirt sleeve afternoon especially out in the bleachers. After rain early this morning, the day became muggy, and right now it is hot and humid, especially for this time of the year. And the sun uh, comes and the sun goes. Right now the sun is out brightly, especially for the left and center fielders. They're in sun. You can pitch it again, 2-2. Strike three, swinging a sharp curveball. Coleman couldn't even set himself to swing hard. It's seven strikeouts for Big Newcomb. So... He has struck out now um, Johnson twice, Mick twice, and Coleman twice. That's six of them. His seventh is DiMaggio. That's the second time he has struck out the side. So at the end of five innings, we'll check out totals. No runs, one hit, and no errors for the Dodgers. No runs, two hits, and one error for the Yankees. Reynolds, a strong-arm right-hander, who has not been as, uh, should we say, as brilliantly as impressive as far as strikeouts are concerned as Newcomb, but in the business that counts, he has been very impressive. He has seen to it that there has been no scoring. No scoring at all, and that's what the payoff on in this business. The matter of runs. 30 cents. Reynolds has had to pitch out of three serious threats. In the first inning, there was a slight misjudgment on a ball drilled into left center field by Jorgensen. The misjudgment on the part of uh, left fielder Lindell and so there was Johnny Jorgensen here at the bell with one out at second base Reynolds pitched out of that in the second inning he walked the first two which is always an unsettling thing for a pitcher at most any time and then uh, he saw that Hodges did not uh, sacrifice the moment got him to hit into a double ploy in which he himself started it in the fifth inning as Mel told you the error by Coleman might have been uh, unsettling then came the sacrifice they walked to Campanella but he struck out Newcomb, got Reese on a force. So, here we go into the sixth inning, no score. Johnny Jorgensen has Brooklyn's one hit. Left-hand batter, only weighs about 150 pounds. He'll weigh less than any player in the World Series. Outfield toward right. Right-hand to Reynolds pitches, an overhand curve that's good for a call strike. Reynolds on the mound and Barrow with the tools on back of the plate. Tommy Henrik at first base. Jerry Coleman at second. The shortstop is Phil Rizzuto and the third baseman, Billy Johnson. Lindell in left field. The great DiMaggio is in center. Right field, Cliff Mapes. Pitch. Fastball swung on. Drilled in the right field corner. It is just foul. It's into the stand. Just foul. No question about it. Three umpires right on the line. That ball, the stands right at that point are nearer the home plate than at any other point at Yankee Stadium. 296 feet. That ball went foul by about a yard. But it's a very tough angle for an umpire to have to rule, especially if he's back of the plate. Not quite as tough as he's at first, but it's no problem at all if an umpire's in the right field corner. And uh, that is where umpire Hurley was. So you had right on the line, all three of them, Hubbard back of the plate, Reardon at first, and Hurley in the right field corner. 
Uh, Commissioner Chandler's innovation of taking the audit umpires and putting them in the foul corners is a wonderful efficiency asset. Jorgensen takes a high inside fastball. The crowd uh, roared simply because Bella had to reach up to pull it down. One ball, two strikes. Jorgensen first up in the sixth inning. No score. Gillette, very privileged to bring you these broadcasts of these great events. This is the 11th straight World Series for Gillette. Fastball low outside. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Jorgensen steps out. Hits the soles of his shoes to the heavy end of the bat, knocking a little play out. Jorgensen hooks that stick about an inch and open stance. Right-hander Reynolds pitches. Too high. Four balls, three. Three balls, two strikes. Melvin Stark coaching at third. Jake Pittler at first. Jorgensen, who's hitting second on the batting card, is leading off here in the sixth inning. Snyder on deck, then Robinson. Tough ball game. Big crowd just waiting for something to break. 3-2 pitch. Ball four. Joe Jorgensen throws his bat away. And this is base on balls number four given up by Reynolds. Newcomb has not walked anyone. So Jorgensen opens up the inning. And the Dodgers have now begun their fourth scoring thrust. But the first three were negated by Reynolds, who has pitched very stoutly in the clutches. Duke Snyder, who is 0 for 2, who had the count his way, 3-1 in the first inning, and then uh, swung prodigiously at two fastballs, as uh, Mel pointed out to you. Sets to bump and takes a curve that is in under the shoulders on the outside. Ball strike. Snyder drew back from that, thinking that he wouldn't be in the strike zone, but the curveball of Reynolds, which is a good one, ducked down and in there and got it. Nobody out, no score. Henry holding first base tightly. Reynolds has to come to his set position now with a man on it first behind him. He's a right-hand pitcher. Nobody throwing in the Yankee bullpen. Fred Sanford was up in the second inning when Ali walked the first two men. Snyder crouches the pitch is swung on and missed. Strike two. It was a curveball that seemed to be under the waistline and over. Nothing in two. Reynolds is a very solid fellow. Big through the chest, shoulders, and hips. Infield. Upper step. Outfield. Overshifted into right. They play Snyder, the left-hand hitter, to pull. Swings and misses. Strike three. That for Reynolds gives him three strikeouts. And we have ten strikeouts so far. Newcomb has struck out seven. So it continues to be, so far, pitching. And power pitching. In other words, these two fellows are not finessing anybody. They're just throwing it past him. Fastballs and curves. Newcomb hasn't fooled with a change of pace since Lindell singled off of it in the second inning. And uh, Reynolds has only thrown one real change of pace, and that was high outside for a ball. Jackie Robinson, who won the batting title, beating Stan Musial out by three points. 0 for 2 today, right-hand hitter. Takes a curve that is low, too low, ball one. Robinson in the first inning, a fly ball to Mapes in right field. And in the fourth inning, he was thrown out, third baseman Johnson, the first baseman Tommy Henry. Henry continues holding first base against Jorgensen. Jorgensen is not uh, too much of a running threat as far as the steel is concerned. He only stole one base 
in the uh, pennant campaign, and that was the last day of the season. Throw to first, not in time. Jorgensen thought the throw would be closer than it was and dove back in with his hands. Robinson holds that club down by the end. Real foot on the back line of the box, slightly open stance, bent at the knees. The pitch, too low, and it is ball two. Reynolds has uh, a lot up off of his fastball, which has a tendency to sink. And uh, that's uh, what he threw just now to Jack. A pitcher such as Reynolds, a pitcher such as Newcomb, is easy for a broadcaster to read. Uh, and he's tough for a hitter, of course. The hitter's only uh, 60 feet away. But now when Eddie Lopat pitches, it's going to be something to see what he's throwing all the time. Of course, he throws everything. Now goes Jorgensen. Robinson swings and fouls it off on a hit-and-run play. Foul ball in the lost hand behind first. And that was a fastball that Reynolds had thrown in there on Jack's hands. Practically had it past him. All right, two balls, one strike. The sun is now out steadily. The skies are clear. They are blue and white up above. Two innings ago, uh, they were getting pretty leaden, pretty threatening. The weather forecast for today as well as for tomorrow, uncertain. It's the best way we can read it. Between a lot of two-bit words, whereas is, if as is. Throw to first, not in time. Henrik had to lean off the bag towards second base, pull it in. Two balls, one strike. Robbie waiting at the plate. The plate hit and run on the last pitch. We'll see what they do now. Jorgensen holds. The pitch is swung on and fouled back. Two balls, two strikes. So the Dodgers are not running, but Robinson was up there hitting as he pleased. And, of course, he's up there uh, probably hitting as he pleases now. Unless they should decide to play hit and run. Two balls, two strikes. One away. Reynolds decides he'd just as soon pitch with another baseball, and that's agreeable with played on Park Hal Hubbard, who makes the exchange. Now Alley uh, turns his back on the plate, stands uh, off the rubber, rubbing up the ball. Center fielder of the Maggio is veered over toward left center. Left and right fielder straight away on Robinson. Infield is up a couple of steps, hoping for the DP. The Yankees have the game's only double play. Got that in the second inning. It took Reynolds out of a hole. The 2-2 pitch. Curve inside at the knees, and Jack took it. All three. Now um, the Dodgers uh, may elect to run. Three and two. Yogi Berra, I noticed in the papers, uh, says that he's got a secret weapon now. He defies the Dodgers to run on him this year as they did two years ago. Of course, one thing, Barra's had two more years' experience, and this year he's had a chance to uh, have some very fine catching points given to him by Bill Dickey. Now let's see. The 3-2 pitch, Jorgensen goes, Robinson swings, throws the ball on the left center. The Nigel's got to go a long way. He's going, and he makes the grab of it in deep left center field. Jorgensen, who had rounded second, is on his way back to first. The relay from Rizzuto is not in time. is the one hard-hit ball that has to fall in the game. Robinson drove on a long way to left center field, but it's, three, it's uh, 457 feet to the uh, barrier out there, and DiMaggio, one of the great outfielders of all time, very gracefully just turned and went and got it. It was hit a long way, but Joe can go a long way, and one of the reasons for his greatness is he makes it look easy. 
Jorgensen had already gotten on the third base out of second. And yet got back to first ahead of a good relay by Rizzuto. That tells you how far the ball was hit to left center. So DiMaggio comes up with the first real outfield catch. It's the first time that an outfielder has been uh, severely challenged. So Robinson hits one, and DiMaggio says, that's just another out. Okay, two gone, and the batter is Gene Hermansky. All for one, base on balls in the second inning. Fly ball to right field in the fourth. Takes a call, strike at the knees, and it is nothing in one. No balls, one strike. The infield, with the exception of third base, is completely in shadow. Part of shortstop is in shadow. All of right field is in shadow. Center field and left field are in sun. Left field is the sun garden here at the stadium, not right field. Manske swings and doesn't get it. Went after a... Looked sort of like a slider or a hard curve, maybe a let-up curve, in by the hands. No balls, two strikes. When Reynolds gets men on, then he shows you something. It's been the pattern so far today. Jorgensen walked to open the sixth inning, and he's still there. It was quite a catch by DiMaggio. Reynolds steps off first base. Show you the tension that's uh, in this game on every pitch. When Reynolds uh, stepped off the mound, DiMaggio made a complete circle in center. Throw. Swung on this curveball. So, that was a change of curveball for the fourth strikeout. And at the end of five and a half innings, this score is still Brooklyn nothing and New York nothing. If you ask Sid Gordon, the famous third baseman of the New York Giants, who, by the way, is right here with me, he'd tell you that the Gillette Super Speed Razor is a honey. Am I right, Sid? That's right, Red. It's the sweetest shaving razor I ever used, and the most convenient. I said, uh, what do you like best about it? Everything. It never jams or clogs. You change blades quickly, and it's no trouble to clean. Ever used a Gillette razor before? Yes, and every other kind, too, but never one like this. Men, the Gillette Super Speed Razor is the easiest shaving and handiest razor you can imagine. Yes, and listen to this. You get it in a handsome, serviceable styrene travel case with a 10-blade Gillette dispenser. A big dollar, 75 value for only a dollar. Ask for the new Gillette Super Speed Razor set at any convenience store. Well, uh, Sid, while we've got you here, what about this pitching? Would you like to be hitting against it? Well, I'd certainly like to be playing in this ball game, but I'll say one thing for both pitchers. They've really got it today. Newcomb is as fast as I've ever seen him uh, while I was hitting against him. Of course, I've never hit against Reynolds, and he certainly looks like he's got real good stuff today. Looks like it's going to be the team that gets the first break who's going to win this ball game. Thanks a lot, Sid. Now let's see about the last of the sixth inning. First up for the Yankees is pitcher Reynolds, who has a two-base hit to his credit, right-hand batter. Munts up toward third base and fouls it off. He was running to try and add another base hit to the kitty. So Reynolds, who is a dominant figure... He and Newcomb so far are completely overshadowing the rest of the story. Reynolds, uh, who, as Mel Allen told you, in the third inning, with the defense pulled or backed into right field, pulled one in the left field corner, a fly ball that was in there for two bases. And he is the only Yankee who has reached second base safely. And he's the last one to get on. Newcomb's retired everybody since that double with one out in the third inning. Right-hand hitter. 
Don Razback fires, clung on, hit sharply through between seven shots for a base hit for Rattle. He was really taken over for himself, didn't he? After a solid single, through between third base and Dodson, shot stop race. The captain of that one that gives him two for two, and he's hitting uh, Newton like he owns As he's saying, Craig. So, three hits for the Yankees, of which Pitcher Rattles has gotten the last two. So the Yankee offense has been Lindell with a single with one out in the second inning. Reynolds a double with one out in the third. And now Reynolds a single opening up matters here in the last of the sixth inning. So Reese comes over from short. Hodges comes over from first. Uh, they talk to Big Newcomb on the mound for the moment. The Dodgers, of course, have to drape their defense now, ready for the punt in one of the most artful bunters in the game. Phil Rizzuto, the little leadoff man, is now up. Dorrington in close from third. Here's the pitch. And it's a pitch out. Throw down the first base, and Reynolds is back. Robinson, the second baseman, came in to take the throw. That's a play that the Dodgers use upon occasion. Reynolds just did get back. Dickey, the first base coach, goes over and says, Now listen, Allie, uh, I'm going to put a rope on you. Uh, that's a play that has uh, been used uh, all through the years, in which there's an obvious bunt situation. The pitcher pitches out to the right-hand hitter. Uh, the first baseman, as the decoy, runs up toward the plate. And the second baseman tries to sneak in at first, and he did then. Pitch in there for a call, strike. One ball, one strike. One and one. Hodges is up close, says something to Newcomb. Well, we'll know in a moment what manager Casey Stengel has got up his sleeve. Throw, bunted, foul. And Rizzuto who uh, is not only an excellent bunter, but he uh, he covers up until the last split second that he's going to bunt because he doesn't uh, run his right hand out along the bowl of the bat and then uh, drop the bat on the ball. He bunts with merely a flick of the wrist so he can wait until the pitch is practically on top of it, which uh, is not calculated to make third baseman uh, sleep too soundly. Anyhow, he bunted that one. So the infield now moves to double play depth. One ball, two strikes. The penalty is rather high for bunting foul with two strikes on you. Register struck out. Throw. Curve on the outside for ball two. No score. And the Yankees hoping to exploit the second base hit of Reynolds now into something here in the last out of the sixth inning. I just holding first. Shorten the lead of the runner. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on, hit down to third. Jorgensen up with it. Throws to second to Robinson. The throw on to first base is not in time at first. Post play at second, and Reynolds really went in there with a rolling slide that would uh, do credit to any ball player or any football player. This Reynolds is in that ball game there. He goes back into the uh, Yankee bench, which is on the first base side of things. He's all covered with dirt. He stayed in there hard, and he made Robinson get off second base, and Reynolds broke up the double play. In other words, uh, he did not allow Robinson to set and pivot at second. He made him get off the bag and then throw. And uh, Rizzuto, who's fast, beat the relay. So it's a force play at second on Reynolds. Third baseman Jorgensen, second baseman Robinson, and the batter now is Tommy Henry, who is over two. The 10 hitter and a dangerous one. Now big Newcomb ready. Henry swings a five ball deep into the left center field. Snyder's got a long way to go. He's under it. He's got it. So we have two center fielders who can really go get him. DiMaggio and this young fellow Snyder finishing out his first full year in the majors. So Henrik hit one, but it is out number two. So that sort of evened up things. Uh, Robinson um, 
belted one into Macho, went and took it in the upper part of the sixth inning. Very dangerous batter, Yogi Berra. He really, uh, he really took his uh, favorite ball player to heart when he was a kid down in St. Louis. Uh, his heart went out to Joe Medwick back in that uh, era. And Medwick, of course, uh, was admittedly and still is probably the best bad ball hitter baseball ever saw. Well, Berra is uh, heir apparent to that crowd. In other words, he's dangerous because he will hit a pitcher trying to waste on him even. And uh, pitchers say, well, well, how do you pitch to a fellow like that? Rizzuto off first. Left to go. He's the Yankees leading base dealer. The pitch to Barra swung on and foul back. Strike one. No balls, one strike. No score. Two men out. Big Newcomb for the first time being duly deliberate. He'd been pitching steadily without wasting uh, any time between deliveries. Works as a pitch out, but Rizzuto wasn't going. So Campanella, back of the plate, had called for a pitch out, and with uh, Barrow, that meant the ball to be delivered on the third base side. But little Phil was staying home. Hodges holding first base against him. The umpire is uh, Beans Ridden. One ball, one strike. Two gone. Throw. Fastball high outside. Throw down to first. Not in time again. Two and one. What Campanella is doing, uh, the lingo of the trade, he's trying to help his pitcher. He throws to first. Not only is uh, when the catcher does that, is he trying to pick a man off, but he's trying to cut down his lead. Give the pitcher a little bit more uh, leeway out there on the mound. Throw to first, not in time, is throw back. Newcomb is... Uh, not only young in years, but he's young in uh, organized baseball, and he's finishing his rookie year. He's not the most polished pitcher in the world. Goes to first, and Rizzuto has to dive back. Two balls, one strike. Now little Phil's got that uh, home white Yankee uniform all mussed up. He and Reynolds. The Dodgers are wearing their slate gray uh, bluish tinged road suits. In fact, Brooklyn's uniforms are brand new. They never had them on until they pulled them on for today. And uh, Mel tells me the Yankees have got brand new suits too. Well, everything for the big day. The 2-1 pitch for Zuto holes. Strike two, swing into the curve at the plate. Those wrists of Barrows uh, are really impressive. He too waits until that pitch is practically on top of him and then lets go. Two balls, two strikes. Out to very much toward right. Yogi pulls in that direction. No score. 2-2 two -two pitch. There's a high foul ball up and back, right behind us. Still 2-2. Two two. New supply of baseball is being brought up by Cal Hubbard. It was a very impressive and a thoughtful gesture that uh, at the invitation of Commissioner A.B. Chandler that the nine-year-old kid, Bruce Howard, who has gotten over infantile paralysis, uh, which hit him in July of this summer, was the guest of the commission throughout the first ball. Throw the first, not in time. And it was uh, a thing which Mayor O'Dwyer, who usually throws out the first ball, that is, the mayor does, was very happy to step aside for this youngster to do. 2-2 two -two pitch, swallowing a strike, three, fastball on the outside, ball strikes out. 
So Newcomb has to fidget a little bit, but he pitches right along, records his eighth strikeout. And at the end of six innings, we'll uh, check our totals. No runs, one hit. That was the first inning double by Jorgensen, and no errors for the Dodgers. For the Yankees, no runs, three hits, two of them by Reynolds, and for New York, one error. Now a pause, ten seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. WOR and WOR-FM, your World Series stations in New York. Here we are at Yankee Stadium, moving into the seventh inning, and everything is getting bigger and bigger and tenser and tenser and more and more important. Reynolds and Newcomb are the two key figures until somebody else moves in. Mel, uh, take this microphone over for a second, speaking about tension. Uh, how about it here Saturday and Sunday when the Yankees came through with the Red Sox? Well, you had tension at its very highest peak, Red. You spoke about that, and uh, just as much, of course, as you may have had it uh, with the Dodgers and their magnificent drive to the pennant. But here on last Saturday, the Yankees were faced with this tremendous obstacle, one game behind of having to win the last two games of the year against their contender, the Red Sox, admittedly one of the greatest teams in baseball, in order to win it. And then they did, and he carried it on into Sunday, and have been, of course, on every pitch, the pennant road. So you can imagine, well, the crowd, packed as they are here today, were roaring on every pitch. That explains it. Well, I, I know it was something. Seems that the manager gets out of a sick bed just in time to play the Red Sox when it hurts him the most. <laughs> now we're going to the seventh inning, and Torello first up for Brooklyn. He's gotten on both times, a walk and an error. He cannot run very fast because of the groin injury. Swings, and there's a pop fly that second baseman Coleman is under. No first baseman Henry goes over and makes the grab. Coleman uh, signaled he'd take it, but Henrik, who has the bigger mitt playing first base, moved in, took it. So Farello is now 0 for 2. First time he has not been on. One up. One away. Seventh inning. No score. Gil Hodges... All for one, hit into the double play in the second inning, then bunted in the fifth. Takes a curve on the outside, call strike. Hodges, a big strapping right-hand batter. In case you folks are wondering about the strikeouts, uh, Howard Emke, you remember, in the World uh, Series of 29, the Athletics against the Cubs struck out 13. Pitch outside for ball one. So the pitcher who has turned in the most strikeouts in a World Series game was empty with his 13. Uh, Don Newcomb has struck out eight. A little early to be going for such uh, salient statistics, but we thought we'd uh, answer a question if you happen to have it in your mind. Hodges, who stepped out of the box, steps in again. No score. One gone. Seventh inning, game one. Hodges swings and misses at a hard-thrown curveball. He missed it off the end of the bat. This curve of Reynolds, when he really throws it hard, doesn't break so wide as it breaks sharply. Pittler cups his hands. He's the first base coach. Hollers something up to Hodges. Yankee outfield is at a very respectful depth. Pulls slightly into left. Second baseman Coleman is a step over closer to second than from his normal straightaway spot. 
Rizzuto. Step over toward third. It's short. Here's the pitch. Sideline fastball. It goes back to the stands. There is a crossfire attempt. That's the first time that Reynolds has stepped toward third and fired that ball to the outside of the plate on the right-hand hitter. Two balls, two strikes. The breeze has perked up somewhat and is blowing straight out to right field. Not a strong wind, but uh, it's uh, a factor. 2-2 pitch, fastball just missing outside. Reynolds not too pleased. He's really been counting on that one. Now three and two. Infield is Henrik at first. Coleman at second. A short Rizzuto in the third, Johnson. Casey Stengel has really had to make some quick changes all through the year. Three-two pitch. Strike three call. Fastball on the outside. Up and did it. Five strikeouts for Reynolds, who's coming along in that strikeout department. Roy Campanella, the strong, stocky, right-hand hitting catcher, was a long ball threat. Campanella all for one, fly ball to right field in the second inning, based on balls in the fifth. And they pitched him very carefully, and rather than give him anything too fat to hit at, finally wound up walking. Curveball, although but too low, ball one. One ball, no strikes. These two pitches have just simply kept this uh, crowd very quiet. Throw. Fastball low. Ball two. Campanella looking to third base coach Milton Stock to see how manager Bert Schotten wants this situation uh, taken care of or attempted, we might say. Two and all. Oh. Two-nothing pitch is swung on and missed. That was that hard curveball thrown right off the hands. That's a beautiful pitch when it's placed just where it was then. Two balls, one strike. Two gone. Base is clear here in the seventh. Reynolds works. Just misses outside, and he now is in a hole three and one. No matter how good a hitter a pitcher is, the opposing pitcher always likes to have the opposing pitcher first up for the next inning. So naturally, Reynolds is going to be pitching in here trying to snuff out Campanella so that Newcomb will be first up in the eighth. Three-one pitch, swung on, curveball, fouled off. Full count, three and two. Both pitchers have worked very hard. Both of them are strong, and both of them are capable of doing a lot of work in a series if it should go six or seven games. The bullpens have been quiet. There's only been one flurry of action. Fred Sanford, as Mel told you, was up in the second inning and only threw briefly. The double play broke the back of that Brooklyn threat after two walks were given up by Reynolds. Uh, Joe Page, of course, uh, who lives down there in the back of right center field, he hasn't gotten up yet. They save him for the meat on the table in the late innings. Brooklyn bullpen has had three pitches in it, and uh, they haven't stirred. 3-2 pitch. Call strike three, a fastball on the outside. And Campanella uh, takes the fastball on the outside as there's the same fate for Hodges ahead of him, and that's six strikeouts for Reynolds. So nothing across in the top of the seventh inning. And we're really having some pitching. This ball game's a squeaker. The score is Brooklyn nothing, and New York nothing. 
Well, you just heard Sid Gordon, famous third baseman of the New York Giants, say that he's never used a shaving instrument that's a match for the modern Gillette Super Speed Razor. Yes, and I'm sure that you'll put in with every word when you get yours. The Gillette Super Speed Razor changes blades instantly, shaves like a feather, and rinses clean and a jiffy. This razor can't jam, can't clog, and there's nothing to take apart or put together. Twist, it opens. Zip, it's loaded. Twist again, and you're ready to enjoy the slickest, most refreshing shaves ever. For real shaving ease and convenience, buy the new Gillette Super Speed Razor set at any convenience store. Believe me, it's a beauty and a bargain. You get the razor plus a 10-blade Gillette dispenser and the handsome, serviceable styrene travel case, a whale of a dollar seventy-five value for only a dollar. Well, there's the big fella that uh, actually came out of the hospital just 52 times in the year when the Yankees had to have it. Each time facing the Red Sox, of course. Came back after the heel injury, big series at Boston, and the Yankees swept three games. Then he came back uh, after being bedded with uh, near pneumonia, a virus infection, just in time for the Yankees to sweep the two that got them where they are today at the stadium with the Dodgers. Camaggio, right-hand batter, big Newcomb, right-handed pitches, fastball high inside up against the hands for ball one. Camaggio was the first of Newcomb's eight strikeout victims, struck out the second inning. Hopped up to second base in the fourth, so he's off for two. Outfield deep, round toward left. Newcomb's throw, swung on and fouled off. There was a curveball in there. One and one. One ball, one strike. No score. Apparently, there is nothing in 1945, as far as the big stakes are concerned, that's going to be easy. The tenants were tough. This ball game is tough. I guess this is the prevailing pattern of the year. 1-1 pitch. Curveball high and inside for a ball two. 2-1. Two, two balls, one strike. They're very anxious to get the attendance figures whenever they uh, are announced on the press box. We'll have them up here in the radio section. We'll certainly pass them on to you. Two balls, one strike. Newcomb delivers. Joe swings, fouls it off. DiMaggio uh, looks as slender as when he first began to play professional ball. He wasn't uh, too heavy. In fact, he was drawn very fine uh, when he had his recent uh, sickness. And he lost 11 to 12 pounds. In fact, it's very hard to get Joe to even admit that he lost any weight. He doesn't like to talk that way. But he has. His uniform is sort of uh, draped on him a little bit. All right, two and two. Big Newcomb. Kicks, throws. There's a high, high pop fly right in the middle of the infield. Robinson coming over. Reese coming over. And it's Robinson for the catch. Peewee was running in there. Apparently, the captain and take charge guy of the infield to designate who was going to catch it. That ball was right back of pitcher's mound. That could have been a grand scramble. As it was, it's a simple pop fly to second baseman Robinson. But the man Joe's off for three, and that in itself is a story. Johnny Lindell, who hit a change-up ball, second inning for the Yankees single. Reynolds is taking care of the next two hits. We've only had four hits aggregate in the ballgame. Jorgensen got a double in the first inning when Lindell came in just a little when he should have been going back. Some pitching. Played umpire Hubbard wants to examine the baseball. 
Finds it's all right, hands it back to Ketcha Campodella, fires it out to the mound. Big Lindell stepping in. Out the around toward left. Infield swung toward third. You can pitch. Sharp curve over. It must have been a tough sight for Joe McCarthy to see Lindell hit that home run Saturday afternoon because it was McCarthy doing the Warriors who converted Lindell from just a so-so pitcher to an outfielder. Newcomb delivers. Fastball on the outside. One ball, one strike. Campanella, who handled uh, an uncertain Brooklyn pitching staff all year very well, sets down back of the plate. The curveball, low outside, missing by just a tick. Two balls, one strike. Two and one, one gone, last to the seventh, no score. A crowd watchfully waiting. Two-one pitch. Over. There was a slider, which Newcomb called a hard curveball. Two balls, two strikes. Don has uh, two types of curves. The one which does not break very much but explodes very quickly. It's his, uh, it's his hard curve. A lot of pitches called a slider. And then the other one is his just orthodox big sweeping curve. Two and two. Lindell who swings from the heels. The 2-2 pitch. Curl on the outside for call strike three. That gives Newcomb nine. Mel, uh, check him up to be sure we haven't uh, made a mistake on him because uh, he's beginning to pick up uh, a lot of strikeouts. Now we have uh, Billy Johnson, who is 0 for 2, and both of them strikeouts. And the, uh, the consensus on the addition of Newcomb's K's, that's the uh, scoring symbol for a strikeout, nine. Two men gone. Last half of the seventh. This ball game is no place for small boys. Don works. Fastball swung on, hit down to deep third. Jorgensen up to throw over to first in time, and that's all for Johnson. It's all for the Yankees, who go down one, two, three in the last half of the seventh inning. So let's see, um, the Yankees, uh, in giving up 21 outs, have only had 24 batters. That shows you how tight that is. Uh, the men that got on for the Yankees uh, stayed on. The Dodgers have only had um, one more man hit. So things are really just as they, uh, as they stand when you say that it's no score. That's what it is. And you talk about pitching being dominant? Well, the pitching has been dominant. They haven't been hitting. They haven't been running. Fielders have not had too many difficult chances. So uh, Reynolds gets set now for the severe test of the eighth inning because the screws set stronger and bite deeper as you come down to the eighth and end of the ninth. And uh, we'll take a ten-second pause for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. WOR and WOR-FM, your World Series stations in New York. The applause that you hear here at Yankee Stadium greets pitcher Don Newcomb as he walks up to be the first batter for Brooklyn in the eighth inning. 
Newcomb, left-hand hitter. Four for two against Randles. He grounded out uh, short to first in the third inning and struck out in the fifth. At field, a step toward right. Newcomb leans in. Reynolds pitches. Curveball low inside. Reynolds knew, I guess he knew from Sunday night on that he was going to be the starting pitcher. Newcomb did not know until the players' meeting before batting practice today that he was to be the pitcher. He figured it could be uh, it could be he or it could be Preacher Rock. Throw. Swung on and missed. Fastball. And Don took a ripple. One and one. Jerry Coleman talking away down at second base. Now you, Jake Pittler, that's how to holler, coaching it first. Start right hand to Reynolds delivers. Passed ball over there. Hand high on the outside, one and two. Reynolds and Barra handling the battery assignment for New York. Henrik was always picking play out of his spikes of his shoes down at first. Coleman, the rookie at second, Rizzuto. Veteran and still not too old at short, and Billy Johnson, same category at third. Pitch, curveball over, call strike three, and Newcomb knew it. He just turned and started walking away. Strikeout number seven for Reynolds. This is the third straight dodger to go down on strikes by Reynolds. All call strike three. Two right hand hitters with curves on the outside. Newcomb, left hand batter, curve breaking in on the outside. So you can see that the pitchers have had the hitters at their mercy so far. The batter is Reese. So here in the eighth inning, one out. Fastball through there. Ball strike. Nothing in one. No balls, one strike. Two veteran managers. Casey Stengel, Bert Schotten. Pitch. Peewee takes low. There's a sinker. One ball, one strike. One and one. That's the ball and strike count. No score. Would you let safety raise a company? Mighty pleased to be sending you the big broadcast. There's a line drive back to the middle for a base hit. So Peewee comes up with a solid single, which is Brooklyn's second base hit. This is the first hit since Jorgensen with one out got the double in the first inning. So Reese singles right through the middle. Hit number two for Brooklyn. And Jorgensen, who is one for two, stepping in. Reese at first. Pittler, the first base coach, goes over and talks to them for the moment. Now Henry comes on, takes the bag. Infield is drawn up in double play depth. Johnson's in a little close at third. Throw to first, not in time, Reese back. Peewee is a very alert, a very intelligent runner. But he's been bothered with a groin injury, and he cannot run at top speed. Uh, the Dodgers did not have him trying to steal in September. Throw to first. Reese gets back. He goes out and takes a full lead. Reese, Rizzuto, Robinson, they all go way off first base. That's one reason the pitchers have to pick at him so much. Reynolds, set, checks first. Pitches a fastball outside. Ball one. One ball, no strikes. Jorgensen uh, doubled the left center field when Lindell veered in instead of veering immediately back. They say it's a, this is a tough ballpark here at the stadium, uh, even when you play in it all year long. 
And Georgie grounded out second to first in the third and walked in the sixth. Outfield toward right. Left-hand hitter. Reese off first. Reynolds works. as a foul ball back on the screen directly behind Hall. With a fastball coming in there. Reynolds not wishing to get behind 2-0. and One ball, one strike. Manager Stengel has perfect confidence in Reynolds. He has not fallen to his bullpen, and the Yankee uh, bullpen contingent is sitting there at the rail fence out there in right center field. The paid attendance, 66,224. 66,224. I don't know why I should say paid. You can't get any unless you do pay. The attendance is 66,224. One ball, one strike, two joggers, and no score. Reese at first, one out, eighth inning. There goes Reese. Jorgensen takes. There's the throw from Bella down to second. It's not in time, and Reese slides in. The throw was very high. Rizzuto had to jump up to pull it out. So there were the outstretched hands of Pasarella of the American League, and Pee Wee was in by a wide margin. They did run him. Reese is getting up a little slowly. When ball players play uh, with an injury and run like that to steal, uh, that tells you all you want to know about it. That's the sort of player that Reese is. It's DiMaggio has shown it this year. Those are the telltale things that separate uh, the men from the boys. So Pee Wee steals. Jorgensen uh, cut. That was a hit and run play. But of course, any time on a hit and run play, the runner knows that the batter may swing and miss. And now Casey Stengel steps to the front of his dugout, and he's trying to uh, get his defense set now the way he wants it. He has. So Jones is up there one and two. Stengel moved um, Lindell over more into left center. Strike three swinging. High curveball. So Reynolds takes care of Jorgensen. So Jorgensen strikes out. Reese, who has the series now, only steal. Is it second? That's seven, uh, eight strikeouts for Reynolds. Eight for Reynolds and nine for Newcomb. Seventeen strikeouts. Tomorrow's ball game will be here at the stadium, you know, just as this one is. And uh, game time will be the same as this one. One o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And Gillette Air Time is 12.45 Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. Now here is Duke Snyder up. Two gone. Recent second. No score. There's a ground foul outside first base. And the ball dies before it gets there. Yankee bat boy retrieves it, throws it out. No balls. One strike. Two away. This ball game is approaching the breaking point. Both pitches have been most heroic, most efficient. Each has had the difference when he's had to have it. Reynolds has been in more trouble because of four bases on balls. Newcomb hasn't walked anybody. Snyder, 0 for 3 and 2 strikeouts, takes a high inside fastball, 1 and 1. One ball, one strike. You know, scouting of teams is not relegated just to football alone. Both of these baseball teams have been very well scouted. The Yankees by the Dodgers and the Dodgers by the Yankees. And a lot of this effective pitching may be directly attributable to the sharp eyes of the scouts in the last few weeks and how they have uh, instructed managers Schotten and Stengel to have various hitters pitched to. 
One ball, one strike. Reynolds delivers high outside for ball two. Two and one. Two gone. Reese leading down on second. And a run doesn't look very big to either one of these teams, does it? Two-one pitch is a curve over the outside for a call, second strike. Now you can get the suspense of the crowd. Here they are, roaring on each pitch. That was a let-up curveball over the outside. Two-and-two. Two. Snyder, trim figure. Slenderish. Great body turn, hip pivot. Where he gets his power from. Two-two pitch, swung on and missed. That's all in there. That's three, and the Reynolds turned it loose. And he's now caught up with Houston. Each has nine strikeouts. So as we go into the last half of the eighth inning, the score is Brooklyn nothing and New York nothing. When I tell you he's hit three home runs per game five times in his career, well, you know his name is Johnny Myers of the Yankees. In Johnny's experience, no other razor blade compares with the Gillette Blue Blade in any respect. From your own experience, you know that the sharper and smoother finished a blade is, the quicker and easier it shaves. So get Gillette Blue Blades, five for a quarter. They are so sharp and so smoothly finished that they give the slickest, most refreshing shaves imaginable. Now, for extra convenience at no extra cost, buy Gillette Blue Blades in the modern Gillette dispenser that zips them out on wrap. You get 20 blades, 40 shaving edges for 98 cents, 10 blades for 49 cents. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. Well, here we are. Seven and a half innings disposed of. Eighteen struck out hitters. And that tells you the big story. So we're moving to the last of the eight. No score. The first look for the Yankees is the rookie right fielder, Cliff Mapes. Had a great year last year out of Kansas City. Left-hand batter. He struck out both times. He's been up against Newcomb. Now Newcomb bending to his task. Delivers. Fastball high outside, ball one. Mapes ran up on the ball as though he would try and pull a bunt. Beat it out for a base hit. Outfield, swung into right. Play him to pull. Campanella down to give the sign. The big umpire, Cal Hubbard, back of the crouch position of the receiver. The right-hander throws. Curve in there for a call strike. One and one. Hubbard's so big, and when he calls a strike, he looks like the Statue of Liberty holding that torch up there. Of course, I would say he's dressed a little differently. One-on-one pitch. Bunted. Missed. Strike two. Mapes tried to bunt. An inside slider. And by the hands, one ball, two strikes. Boy, this is really getting tough. Of course, you never know until the ball game is over the answer to uh, a tough game. 
the answers uh, to a tough problem, tough whiskers. One word, Gillette. You know that all the time. One ball, two strikes. Throw. Swung on a missed strike three. The ball was tipped, and Campanella held it and made foil around. Switched that bat. You could see that he was sore about it. Ten strikeouts for Newcomb. Nineteen in the game, and the Yankee bullpen is now going. Right-hander Fred Sanford and left-hander Joe Page are throwing. Uh, which indicates that uh, manager Stingle uh, might want to pinch him for Reynolds if he saw he had reason to do so during the last of the eighth. But let's let results uh, write the story as it takes place. Derek Coleman works well upon the handle of that bat. Slendrich, rookie second baseman, right-hand hitter, struck out twice. Takes a fastball high inside. One and one. One out. No score. As dark as it is this afternoon, you realize the wisdom of starting these games at one o'clock. Tomorrow's game will be at one, just as though this one. That gives you uh, all the time that you can get. Sunday's game, of course, according to the New York State law, will be two o'clock. All the others will be one o'clock. And, of course, uh, airtime, best place to Gillette, 15 minutes earlier. Big Newcomb pumps once, twice, throws. Fastball swung on, drilled down the right field corner. She's in there for a base hit. Corolla has to play the ball on the count. And there's Coleman on his way to second. He's in there for a double. A solid line drive double. He hit an outside fastball sharply. Now the Yankees come up with a very solid threat here in the last of the eighth inning. And Reynolds is coming on to hit for himself. So with one man gone, Coleman lashes out and lines one into the right field corner for a solid double. And there is Coach Clyde Sukforth, who goes out to the mound for manager Bert Schotten to talk to pitchers uh, when they are embattled. Suki is going out to the mound to talk to Big Newcomb right now. Reynolds has a double and a single for the two times he's been up. One man gone. It is no score, and the Yankees now have a real serious threat in the last of the eighth inning. Sukforth going back into the bench. He's carried whatever message Manager Shotton wanted to send out there. Manager Shotton, like uh, Connie Mack of the Athletics, uh, manages in street clothes. Therefore, under baseball law, he cannot step out on the playing field in the game. He can't go on that field unless you're in a baseball suit or the umpire's blues. All right, pitcher. Reynolds is up. Two for two. Right hand Newcomb delivers. Curveball on the outside for a call strike. Reynolds, a right hand hitter. The Brooklyn bullpen is, of course, now sprung into activity. Attender Joe Hatton is down there, and right handers Banner and Erskine. Yankee bullpen stops working. Reynolds up there hitting. Swings at the curve, doesn't get it. From the outside, strike two. No balls, two strikes. One man gone. Every pitch heavily weighted. There are big potentials out here riding now. No score. Sun breaks out again. Plenty of light. Pitch. Fastball low outside. Reynolds refused to chase it. Camp another down to his right to hold it up. One and two. Coleman, who can run, leading down off second and is constantly repeating to Frankie Crisetti the fact that one man is out. That's very important. That means the ball is hit ahead of him. He stays at second base. One and two pitch. Outside, a curveball for ball two. And Campanella had to really go down to his right to keep that ball from getting loose. So it's a great crowd of 66,224. 
and they're all looking on up there on the edge of their seats I'd like to see Commissioner Chandler's on the edge of his seat leaning on uh, the rail in front of his box boy this is something worth uh, really looking at with both eyes so Newcomb getting ready to take dead aim Reynolds leaning in the 2-2 pitch Heck three, curve on the outside had just got it so Reynolds turns and walks away. It's the first time that he's been turned back from the plate. Eleven strikeouts for Don Newcomb. Twenty strikeouts in the ball game. Why aren't any runs? Twenty strikeouts. That's good enough. And now a great little money player, Phil Rizzuto up there. Coleman. Second base, he's ready to go. He's repeating now to third base coach Grisetti. That is, with the wigwag of his fingers, two out, which means you're on anything. No score. Newcomb throws. Curves one on. It's a high fly ball in the center. Snyder comes in a step. He's going back two steps. He's under it. He waits. He has it. That's all for the eighth inning threat. Well, that is a very good threat that went uh, went past the boards in the eighth inning. So here we come into the ninth inning. I'll say the ball game is uh, even up. Each team had a fine threat in the eighth inning as Reese reached second base, if you'll recall, with one out in the eighth, a single and a steal. The Yankees had a man the eighth inning. Coleman got there with one out, his two-bagger, and never got past it. So it continues to be the two. Fans to enjoy a world of shaving satisfaction for almost a song, buy the famous Gillette Tech Razor and five easy shaving Gillette Blue Blades for only 49 cents. The Gillette Tech sets up whiskers as a barber does, smooths your skin ahead of the shaving edge, and skims off the stubble with light, gentle strokes. Believe me, you get shaves that are shaves, and save money too. Well, I notice you're digging down in that red book. I know you're looking for aggregate strikeouts. That is, uh, most strikeouts by everybody in a World Series game. Is there anything noted on that? We've been checking. As a matter of fact, our record book doesn't list it, but we uh, went checking with some of the veteran scribes, and they went back into other records. And in 1944, 22 strikeouts by the two teams in one ball game. That was the Cardinals-Browns World Series, and we'll give you the pictures a little bit later. All right, we've got 20 strikeouts in this one at the end of eight. Now Robinson is first up in the ninth inning. He's off for three. Last time up, hit the ball hard, and DiMaggio made a fine galloping catch in deep left center. Jack takes a curve, over for a call strike. No balls, one strike. Those strikeouts that uh, Mel was referring to were 10 by Gale House and 12 by Mort Cooper. Now, Robinson hits a ground ball down towards short. Rizzuto charges, throws to first, and Jack is out by a wide margin, about four steps. So one up and one gone, top of the sixth inning. So 22 strikeouts back in uh, the All-St. Louis World Series. 10 by Gale House and 12 by uh, Mort Cooper. We've had 20 so far today. One gone, top of the ninth. But we're not, uh, we're not citing that that is the record of aggregate strikeouts. We just haven't been able to put our finger on anything any closer than that. Gene Hermansky, 0 for 2, swings and there's a high pop fly. Shortstop Rizzuto getting under it, under it, and makes the grab. 
on the inside grass and for the short two men are retired top of the ninth as Reynolds continues pitching and Carl Farello who is 0 for 2 base on ball got on with an error then popped up the first stepping in two gone top of the ninth Barrow settles down to give the sign says something to Farello and Farello grins I feel back at the right they're not playing call to pull he doesn't pull too much toward left as a rule, and with this groin injury, which prevents his full pivot, they don't figure him to pull at all. There's a foul ball out of play. Nothing in one. No balls, one strike. Nothing in one. Two down. No score. Ninth inning. Crowd is watching and waiting. Something to watch and much to be waited for. Right-hander Reynolds pitches a curve low and away. One ball, one strike. Burr just batted the ball down, picks it up, throws it out to the mound. One and one. Fellow chokes that stick just about half an inch. Reynolds pumps once. Deals overhand. Fastball good on the outside above the knees for a call. Second strike. One and two. This is the great game that Reynolds has pitched in his entire career. Right-hander pumping. Dealing sidearm. Curveball. Missing low outside. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. He leaned toward third when he cut that one loose. Two and two. Top of the ninth. Brooklyn, the visiting ball club here at Yankee Stadium, at bat. Nobody has a run. Only one man has reached third base safely. He reached it in the second inning for the Dodgers with two out. Two-two pitch. Swung on, fouled into the stand. Back at first base. Hot foul ball. Two balls, two strikes. Reynolds very calmly rubbing up the new ball standing at the back of the mound big crowd is so quiet that you can hear the piping shrill voices of the infielders as they holler encouragement to the pitcher fellow feet spread Reynolds takes the sign pumps once delivers Curve, foul back on the screen. It's still two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Two gone. Anybody that was asking for a battle today really got it. Apparently nothing is going to come easy to a winner this year in baseball. Two-two pitch, swung on as a high fly ball into short right center field. Right fielder Mapes coming in under it. He has it. So that's all for Trello, who just keeps right on. Limping out toward right field, picks up his glove. And we get ready to go into the last half of the ninth inning. The last of the ninth inning. Nobody has any run. That's Big Newcomb. Gloping out to the mound. Well, Brother Allen... 
come over here and out of the microphone, and uh, have you been seeing this thing? i tell you, too, I've just been sitting here really amazed at two great pitchers, given uh, perhaps two of the best performances of their careers, the one comparatively brief, Don Newcomb, who has come like a meteor this year, and Allie Reynolds, a veteran, who actually might have gone through the first nine innings with a one-hitter, who might have had a, a no-hitter going to the uh, eighth inning when Reese singled, because as you mentioned, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, Johnny Lindell overran Jorgensen's drive, which he might have caught. And Big Don Newcomb, who has been almost as stingy with his base hits, certainly when he meant anything, and who has been striking them out right and left and firing and firing and firing. And it's just been a, a tremendous ball game all the way. And this is what I call baseball, as the people have loved it through the years. Well, this is a very fit ball game for a World Series. In other words, the two big teams, and here's the big game, and the two big pitches, and here we go. All right, Tommy Henrik, first up last of the night, will be followed by Barra, and then by DiMaggio. So the Yankees have their big hitters now in a line. Newcomb on the mound, the outfield deep toward right. Henrik, 0 for 3, left-hand batter. Takes a curve that is outside for ball one. Henrik swings from the end. Right side of the infield, it's full depth. Hodges, the first baseman, has stepped over toward the line. Newcomb's pitch has his curve down across the shins for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Two and all. Newcomb looking into the dirt. He has a rather odd idiosyncrasy on the mound, and his pumping will tell you about it in a second. Two nothing pitches, swung on, drilled out toward right field, going way back. That's the ball game, a home run for Tommy Henrik. There's Henrik now between first and second. Bill Dickey, the first base coach, almost jumped on his back and realized that's a tender back and he better not. Henrik's coming in the third. He is trotting his home run home. Look at him grin. Big as a slice of watermelon. Wow. Oh, reliable. Hit one. That's all. Well, they call him all reliable, and they're not joking. He hit a 2 nothing pitch. Foul, way back up there in the straightaway right field stands. So, Henrik, who hit a home run in the eighth inning Sunday to guarantee the Yankees a cushion to work on against the Red Sox to get into the World Series, now gives the Yankees a one-game cushion with a very dramatic home run with a startling suddenness of a pistol shot. The denouement, the climax was reached. So the Dodgers walk off the field, the spectators start for the exits, and the Yankees did a wild war dance as they went off, and Henrik, I don't believe he ever enjoyed uh, running a home run any more than he ran that one. So, uh, that's that. And now we're going to switch over to Mel and have him uh, give you a recapitulation on the ball game. Pitches, and there's Reynolds walking out to the mound. Well, Mel, uh, how about Henrik? You've seen him do that many times, haven't you? I've seen Henrik do that all this year. As a matter of fact, he hit a home run opening day this year to win a ball game for the Yankees. He hit a home run on the closing day to clinch it. And he hits a home run on the opening day of the 1949 World Series to win the first game of it. He is one of your old pros who's been around a long while 
And that was his fourth World Series home run. And I don't think that there's ever been a home run in his entire life that he has ever enjoyed more than that one. 66,224 people sitting there and with the suddenness of a bullet out of a cannon as Red described it so aptly and precisely for you, the ball game is over. And here, I think that the entire assemblage here, including Red, including myself, were expecting an extra inning ball game. We just began to feel that perhaps it was going to go on and on and on. You didn't know when the breaking point would come, and then it came uh, just suddenly. And that's the way it happens when you get down to that last inning or you get into that sudden death period, and the home team, the last of the ninth, of course, is in that situation, and boom, there it was. It was a tough break for a gallant guy, Don Newcomb, who uh, came back with just two days rest. Red has seen him pitch many times this year. I had the pleasure of watching him shut out the New York Giants on a night game, and his fastball was blazing. And But to me, he pitched a tremendous game today, even a better one, as he struck out one Yankee after another and wound up with a total of 11 strikeouts, too short of Howard Emke's single-game record of 13, as we told you, set uh, back in 1928, uh, 1929 on October the 8th, when... Uh, he pitched against the Cubs for the Philadelphia Athletics. Allie Reynolds came along with nine strikeouts, and though Reynolds was in more frequent trouble than was Newcomb because of more uh, wildness, uh, Reynolds having walked some four men, while Don Newcomb did not walk a man, uh, and has an opportunity, perhaps, if you like your statistics, to join Carl Mays, a Yankee pitcher many years ago, who in 1921 did not allow any bases on balls in a single World Series of 26 consecutive innings of pitching that uh, went through three ball games. So Newcomb went through one without allowing a base on balls. Reynolds, on the other hand, allowed four, and as a result was in uh, frequent trouble here and there and went to many 3-2 counts. Newcomb uh, rarely ever went to a 3-2 count, uh, comparatively, as he had his control down real sharp. An error by Jerry Coleman uh, allowed uh, uh, Reynolds to be in trouble. And uh, although this is, uh, again, uh, repetitions, merely from the standpoint of reporting, Johnny Jorgensen's first-inning double was a ball that uh, all observers will tell you should have been caught in the normal course of events. That's part of the game that it wasn't, but we're merely indicating the type of game that Reynolds pitched, that uh, as far as his pitching was concerned, he uh, should have had a no-hitter going into the eighth inning. Pee Wee Reese's single uh, was one that uh, there was no question about at all, a clean base hit all the way, and... Uh, Reynolds wound up pitching a two-hit ball game. And uh, if you want to decide it on the basis of hits, the Yankees had five, the Dodgers two, and therefore the, the Yankees uh, deserved to win. You can do it that way, but of course that's not a good way of looking at it. You had two tremendous pitching performances today, and when you go on like that, it was just uh, as the game Sunday between the Yanks and the Red Sox. One of those two teams had to lose, and one had to win the pennant. Somebody had to win it. It couldn't go on forever. And that's the way this game was today. It was uh, a brilliantly played game all the way through. And it was just uh, one of the finest World Series games uh, that I can ever recall seeing in many a year. So your total show the Yankees one run, five hits, one error, and four men left on base. While the Brooklyn Dodgers were blanked with two hits did not uh, make an error, and had six men left on base. 
And now fans make a date to be with us by way of radio tomorrow for the second game of the series, and we'll have fun. Tuning time will be 12.45 Eastern Standard Time, the same as today. So our hats are off to the Brooklyn Dodgers, to the New York Yankees, and to Allie Reynolds of Oklahoma City, who pitched a brilliant two-hitter, and with the help of Tommy Henrik, bested Don Newcomb and the Dodgers in an equally brilliantly pitched game, one to nothing. So until tomorrow, smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company, Red Barber, and yours truly, Mel Allen. We wish to thank the makers of Philip Morris Cigarettes and Alka-Seltzer, co-sponsors of Queen for a Day, for delaying their broadcast time today in order that we might bring you the World Series. Queen for a Day follows station identification. We also wish to thank the makers of La Rosa Macaroni, Spaghetti, and Egg Noodles, sponsors of the La Rosa Hollywood Theater of Stars, for relinquishing their broadcast time today. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is the shaving instrument that's a match for the modern Gillette Super Speed Razor. Yes, and I'm sure that you'll put in with every word when you get yours. The Gillette Super Speed Razor changes blades instantly, shaves like a feather, and rinses clean and a jiffy. This razor can't jam, can't clog, and there's nothing to take apart or put together. Twist, it opens. Zip, it's loaded. Twist again, and you're ready to enjoy the slickest, most refreshing shaves ever. For real shaving ease and convenience, Buy the new Gillette Super Speed Razor set at any convenience store. Believe me, it's a beauty and a bargain. You get the razor plus a 10-blade Gillette dispenser and the handsome, serviceable styrene travel case, a whale of a dollar seventy-five value for only a dollar. Well, here's the big fellow that uh, actually came out of the hospital just 52 times in the year when the Yankees had to have it. Each time, facing the Red Sox, of course. Came back after the heel injury, big series at Boston, and the Yankees swept three games. Then he came back uh, after being bedded with uh, near pneumonia, a virus infection, just in time for the Yankees to sweep the two that got them where they are today at the stadium with the Dodgers. Camaggio, right-hand batter, big Newcomb, right-handed pitches, fastball high inside up against the hands for ball one. DiMaggio was the first of Newcomb's eight strikeout victims struck out the second inning. Hopped up to second base in the fourth, so he's 0 for 2. Outfield deep, round toward left. Newcomb's throw, swung on and fouled off. There was a curveball in there. One and one. One ball, one strike. No score. Apparently there is nothing in 1945 as far as the big stakes are concerned that's going to be easy. The pennants were tough. This ball game is tough. I guess this is the prevailing pattern of the year. 1-1 pitch. Curveball high and inside for ball two. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. They're very anxious to get the attendance figures whenever they uh, are announced on the press box. We'll have them up here in the radio section. We'll certainly pass them on to you. Two balls, one strike. Newcomb delivers. Joe swings, falls it off. DiMaggio uh, looks as slender as when he first began to play professional ball. He wasn't uh, too heavy. In fact, he was drawn very fine uh, when he had his recent uh, sickness. And he lost 11 to 12 pounds. In fact, it's very hard to get Joe to even admit that he lost any weight. He doesn't like to talk that way. 
But he has. His uniform is sort of uh, draped on him a little bit. All right, two and two. Big Newcomb. Kicks, throws. There's a high, high pop fly right in the middle of the infield. Robinson coming over. Reese coming over. And it's Robinson for the catch. Peewee was running in there. Apparently, the captain and take charge guy of the infield to designate who was going to catch it. That ball was right back of pitcher's mound. That could have been a grand scramble. As it was, it's a simple pop fly to second baseman Robinson. But the man Joe's off for three, and that in itself is a story. Johnny Lindell, who hit a change-up ball, second inning for the Yankees single. Reynolds is taking care of the next two hits. Well, they had four hits aggregate in the ballgame. Jorgensen got a double in the first inning when Lindell came in just a little when he should have been going back. Some pitching. Played umpire Hubbard wants to examine the baseball. Finds it's all right. Hands it back to catcher Campodella. Fires it out to the mound. Big Lindell stepping in. Outfield around toward left. Infield swung toward third. Newcomb's pitch. Sharp curve over. It must have been a tough sight for Joe McCarthy to see Lindell hit that home run Saturday afternoon because it was McCarthy doing the Warriors who converted Lindell from just a so-so pitcher to an outfielder. Newcomb delivers. Fastball on the outside. One ball, one strike. Campanella, who handled... Uh, an uncertain Brooklyn pitching staff all year. Very well. Sets down back of the plate. There's a curveball, low outside, missing by just a tick. Two balls, one strike. Two and one. One gone, last to the seventh. No score. A crowd watchfully waiting. Two one pitch. Over. That was a slider, which Newcomb calls a hard curve ball. Two balls, two strikes. Don has uh, two types of curves. The one which does not break very much, but explodes very quickly. It's his, uh, it's his hard curve. A lot of pitchers call it a slider. And then the other one is his just orthodox big sweeping curve. Two and two. Lindell. Who swings from the heels? The 2 2 pitch. Curl on the outside for call strike three. That gives Newcomb nine. Mel, uh, check him up to be sure we haven't uh, made a mistake on him because uh, he's beginning to pick up uh, a lot of strikeouts. Now we have uh, Billy Johnson, who is 0 for 2, and both of them strikeouts. And the, uh, the consensus on the addition of Newcomb's K's, that's the uh, scoring symbol for a strikeout, nine. Two men gone. Last half of the seventh. This ball game is no place for small boys. Don works. Fastball swung on, hit down to deep third. Jorgensen up to throw over to first in time, and that's all for Johnson. That's all for the Yankees, who go down one, two, three in the last half of the seventh inning. So, let's see. Um, the Yankees, uh, in giving up 21 outs, have only had 24 batters. That shows you how tightly that is. Uh, the men that got on for the Yankees uh, stayed on. 
The Dodgers have only had um, one more man hit. So things are really just as they uh, as they stand when you say that it's no score. That's what it is. And you talk about pitching being dominant. Well, the pitching has been dominant. They haven't been hitting. They haven't been running. The fielders have not had too many difficult chances. So uh, Reynolds gets set now for the severe test to the eighth inning because the screws set stronger and bite deeper as you come down to the eighth and end of the ninth. And uh, we'll take a... 10-second pause for station identification. This the Mutual Broadcasting System. WOR and WOR-FM, your World Series stations in New York. The applause that you hear here at Yankee Stadium greets pitcher Don Newcomb as he walks up to be the first batter for Brooklyn in the eighth inning. Newcomb, left-hand hitter, 0 for 2 against Reynolds. He grounded out uh, short to first in the third inning and struck out in the fifth. Outfield, a step toward right. Newcomb leans in, Reynolds pitches, curveball low inside. Reynolds knew, I guess he knew from Sunday night on that he was going to be the starting pitcher. Newcomb did not know until the players' meeting before batting practice today that he was to be the pitcher. He figured it could be uh, could be he or it could be Preacher Rock. Throw, swung on and missed. Fastball and Don took a ripple. One and one. Jerry Coleman talking away down at second base. Now you, Jake Pittler, that's how to holler, coaching it first. Start right hand to Reynolds delivers. Fastball over there. Hand high on the outside, one and two. Reynolds and Barra handling the battery assignment for New York. Henrik was always picking play out of his spikes of his shoes down at first. Coleman, the rookie at second. Rizzuto, a veteran and still not too old at short. And Billy Johnson, same category at third. Pitch, curveball over. Call strike three and Newcomb knew it. He just turned and started walking away. Strikeout number seven for Reynolds. This is the third straight Dodger to go down on strikes by Reynolds. All call strike three. Two right-hand hitters with curves on the outside. Newcomb, left-hand batter, curve breaking in on the outside. So you can see that the pitchers have had the hitters at their mercy so far. The batter is Reese. So here in the eighth inning, one out. Fastball through there. All strike. Nothing in one. No balls, one strike. Two veteran managers. Casey Stengel, Bert Schotten. Pitch. TV takes low. It was a sinker. One ball, one strike. One and one. That's the ball and strike count. No score. The Gillette Safety Razor Company. Mighty pleased to be sending you the big broadcast. There's a line drive back to the middle for a base hit. So TV comes up with a solid single, which is Brooklyn's second base hit. This is the first hit since Jorgensen, with one out, got the double in the first inning. So Reese singles right through the middle. Hit number two for Brooklyn. And Jorgensen, who is one for two, stepping in. 
Brace at first. Pippa, the first base coach, goes over and talks to them for the moment. Now Henry comes on, takes the bag. Infield is drawn up in double play depth. Johnson's in a little close to third. Throw to first, not in time, Reese back. See, we is a very alert, a very intelligent runner. But he's been bothered with a groin injury, and he cannot run at top speed. Uh, the Dodgers did not have him trying to steal in September. Throw to first, Reese gets back. He goes out and takes a full lead. Reese, Rizzuto, Robinson, they all go way off first base. That's one reason the pitchers have to pick at him so much. Reynolds, set, checks first. Pitches a fastball outside. Ball one, one ball, no strike. Jorgensen uh, doubled to left center field. When Lindell veered in instead of veering immediately back, they say it's uh, this is a tough ballpark here at the stadium, uh, even when you play in it all year long. Then Jorgie grounded out second to first in the third and walked in the sixth. Outfield toward right. Left-hand hitter. Reese off first. Reynolds works. as a foul ball back on the screen, directly behind home. There's a fastball coming in there. Reynolds not wishing to get behind 2-0. and One ball, one strike. Manager Stengel has perfect confidence in Reynolds. He has not fallen to his bullpen, and the Yankee uh, bullpen contingent is sitting there at the rail fence out there in right center field. The paid attendance, 66,224. 66,224. I don't know why I should say paid. You can't get any unless you do pay. The attendance is 66,224. One ball, one strike. Two Jorgensen. No score. Reese at first. One out. Eighth inning. There goes Reese. Jorgensen takes. There's a throw from Bella down to second. It's not in time, and Reese slides in. The throw was very high. Rizzuto had to jump up to pull it out. So there were the outstretched hands of Mark Passarella of the American League, and Pee Wee was in by a wide margin. They did running. Reese is getting up a little slowly. When ball players play uh, with an injury and run like that to steal, uh, that tells you all you want to know about it. That's the sort of player that Reese is. It's the Maggio has shown it this year. Those are the telltale things that separate uh, the men from the boys. So Pee Wee steals. Jorgensen uh, cut. That was a hit-and-run play, but of course, any time on a hit-and-run play, the runner knows that the batter may swing and miss. And now Casey Stengel steps to the front of his dugout, and he's trying to uh, get his defense set now the way he wants it. He has. So Jorgensen's up there one and two. Stengel moved um, Lindell over more into left center. Strike three swinging. High curveball. So Reynolds takes care of Jorgensen. So Jorgensen strikes out. Reese, who has the series now, only steal, is at second. That's seven, uh, eight strikeouts for Reynolds. Eight for Reynolds and nine for Newcomb. Seventeen strikeouts. Tomorrow's ball game will be here at the stadium, you know, just as this one is. And uh, game time will be the same as this one. One o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And Gillette Air Time is 12.45 Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. Now here is Duke Snyder up. Two gone. Reese at second. No score. There's a ground foul outside first base. And the ball dies before it gets there. Yankee bat boy retrieves it, throws it out. 
No balls, one strike. Two away. This ball game is approaching the breaking point. Both pitches have been most heroic, most efficient. Each has had the difference when he's had to have it. Reynolds has been in more trouble because of four bases on balls. Newcomb hasn't walked anybody. Snyder, 0 for 3 and 2 strikeouts, takes a high inside fastball, 1 and 1. One ball, one strike. You know, scouting of teams is not relegated just to football alone. Both of these baseball teams have been very well scouted. The Yankees by the Dodgers and the Dodgers by the Yankees. And a lot of this effective pitching may be directly attributable to the sharp eyes of the scouts in the last few weeks and how they have uh, instructed managers Shotton and Stengel to have various hitters pitched to. One ball, one strike. Reynolds delivers high outside for ball two. Two and one. Two gone. Reese leading down on second. And a run doesn't look very big to either one of these teams, does it? Two-one pitch is a curve over the outside for a call second strike. Now you can get the suspense of the crowd. Here they are, roaring on each pitch. That was a let-up curveball over the outside. Two-and-two. Two. Snyder, trim figure. Slenderish. Great body turn, hip pivot. Where he gets his power from. Two two pitch, swung on and missed. That ball in there, that's three, and that runner turned it loose. And he's now caught up with Newcomb. Each has nine strikeouts. So, as we go into the last half of the eighth inning, the score is Brooklyn nothing and New York nothing. When I tell you he's hit three home runs per game five times in his career, well, you know his name is Johnny Myers of the Yankees. In Johnny's experience, no other razor blade compares with the Gillette Blue Blade in any respect. From your own experience, you know that the sharper and smoother finished a blade is, the quicker and easier it shaves. So get Gillette Blue Blades, five for a quarter. They are so sharp and so smoothly finished that they give the slickest, most refreshing shaves imaginable. Now, for extra convenience at no extra cost, buy Gillette Blue Blades in the modern Gillette dispenser that zips them out on wrap. You get 20 blades, 40 shaving edges for 98 cents, 10 blades for 49 cents. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. Well, here we are. Seven and a half innings disposed of. Eighteen struck out hitters. And that tells you the big story. So we're moving to the last of the eight. No score. The first up to the Yankees is the rookie right fielder, Cliff Mapes. Had a great year last year out at Kansas City. Left-hand batter. 
Ortiz struck out both times. He's been up against Newcomb. Now Newcomb bending to his task, delivers. Fastball high outside, ball one. Mapes ran up on the ball as though he would try and pull a bunt. Beat it out for a base hit. Outfield is swung into right. Play him to pull. Campanella down to give the sign. The big umpire, Cal Hubbard, back at the cross position of the receiver. The right-hander throws. Curve in there for a call strike. One and one. Hubbard's so big when he calls a strike, he looks like the Statue of Liberty holding that torch up there. Of course, I would say he's dressed a little differently. One and one pitch. Bunted. Missed. Strike two. Mapes tried to bunt. An inside slider. And by the hands, one ball, two strikes. Boy, this is really getting tough. Because you never know until the ball game is over the answer to uh, a tough game. But the answer is uh, to a tough problem, tough whiskers. One word, Gillette. You know that all the time. One ball, two strikes. Throw. Swung on in this strike three. The ball was tipped. And Campanella held it and made it around. Swished that bat. You could see that he was sore about it. Ten strikeouts for Newcomb. Nineteen in the game. And the Yankee bullpen is now going. Right-hander Fred Sanford and left-hander Joe Page are throwing. Uh, which indicates that uh, manager Stingle uh, might want to pinch him for Reynolds if he saw he had reason to do so during the last of the eighth. But let's let results uh, write the story as it takes place. Derek Coleman works well upon the handle of that bat. Slendrich, rookie second baseman, right-hand hitter, struck out twice. Takes a fastball high inside. One and one. One out. No score. As dark as it is this afternoon, you realize the wisdom of starting these games at 1 o'clock. Tomorrow's game will be at 1, just as oh, this one. That gives you uh, all the time that you can get. Sunday's game, of course, according to the New York State law, will be 2 o'clock. All the others will be 1 o'clock. And, of course, uh, airtime, best wish to Gillette 15 minutes earlier. Big Newcomb pumps once, twice, throws. Fastball swung on, drilled down the right field corner. She's in there for a base hit. Rollo has to play the ball on the count. And there's Coleman on his way to second. He's in there for a double. A solid line drive double. He hit an outside fastball sharply. Now the Yankees come up with a very solid threat here in the last of the eighth inning. And Reynolds is coming on to hit for himself. So with one man gone, Coleman lashes out and lines one into the right field corner for a solid double. And there is Coach Clyde Sookforth, who goes out to the mound for manager Bert Schotten to talk to pitchers uh, when they are embattled. Suki is going out to the mound to talk to Big Newcomb right now. Reynolds has a double and a single with the two times he's been up. One man gone. It is no score. And the Yankees now have a real serious threat in the last of the eighth inning. Sukforth going back into the bench. He's carried whatever message Manager Shotton wanted to send out there. Manager Shotton, like uh, Connie Mack of the Athletics, uh, manages in street clothes. Therefore, under baseball law, he cannot step out on the playing field in the game. He can't go on that field unless you're in a baseball suit or the umpire's blues. All right, pitcher. Reynolds is up. Two for two. Right hand Newcomb delivers. Curveball on the outside for a call strike. Reynolds, a right hand hitter. The Brooklyn bullpen is, of course, now sprung into activity. 
Left-hander Joe Hatton is down there, and right-hander is Batter and Erskine. The Yankee bullpen stops working. Runners up there hitting. Swings at the curve, doesn't get it. From the outside, strike two. No balls, two strikes. One man gone. Every pitch heavily weighted. There are big potentials out here riding now. No score. Sun breaks out again. Plenty of light. Pitch. Fastball low outside. Reynolds refused to chase it. Camp another down to his right to hold it up. One and two. Coleman, who can run, leading down off second and is constantly repeating to Frankie Crisetti the fact that one man is out. That's very important. That means the ball's hit ahead of him. He stays at second base. One and two pitch. Outside, a curveball for ball two, and Campanella had to really go down to his right to keep that ball from getting loose. So it's a great crowd of 66,224. And they're all looking on, up there on the edge of their seats. I'd like to see Commissioner Chandler's on the edge of his seat and leaning on uh, the rail in front of his box. Boy, this is something worth uh, really looking at with both eyes. So Newcomb getting ready to take dead aim. Reynolds leaning in. The 2-2 pitch. Strike three. Curve on the outside. That just got it. So Reynolds turns and walks away. It's the first time that he's been turned back from the plate. 11 strikeouts for Don Newcomb. 20 strikeouts in the ballgame. Why aren't any runs? 20 strikeouts. That's good enough. And now... A great little money player, Phil Rizzuto up there. Coleman, second base. He's ready to go. He's repeating now to third base coach Grisetti. That is, with the wig wag of his fingers, two out, which means you're on anything. No score. Newcomb throws. Curves one on. It's a high fly ball in the center. Snyder comes in a step. He's going back two steps. He's under it. He waits. He has it. That's all for the eighth inning press. Well, that is a very good threat that went uh, went past the boards in the eighth inning. So here we come into the ninth inning. I say the ball game is uh, even up. Each team had a fine threat in the eighth inning as Reese reached second base, if you'll recall, with one out in the eighth, a single and a steal. The Yankees had a man the eighth inning. Coleman got there with one out, his two-bagger, and never got past it. So it continues to be the two. Fans to enjoy a world of shaving satisfaction for almost a song, buy the famous Gillette Tech Razor and five easy shaving Gillette Blue Blades for only 49 cents. The Gillette Tech sets up whiskers as a barber does, smooths your skin ahead of the shaving edge, and skims off the stubble with light, gentle strokes. Believe me, you get shaves that are shaves, and save money too. Well, I notice you're digging down in that red book. I know you're looking for aggregate strikeouts. That is, uh, most strikeouts by everybody in a World Series game. Is there anything noted on that? We've been checking. As a matter of fact, our record book doesn't list it, but we uh, went checking with some of the veteran scribes, and they went back into other records. And in 1944, 22 strikeouts by the two teams in one ball game. That was the Cardinals-Browns World Series, and we'll give you the pictures a little bit later. All right, we've got 20 strikeouts in this one at the end of eight. Now Robinson is first up in the ninth inning. He's off for three. 
Last time up, hit the ball hard, and DiMaggio made a fine galloping catch in deep left center. Jack takes a curve, over for a call strike. No balls, one strike. Those strikeouts that uh, Mel was referring to were 10 by Gale House and 12 by Mort Cooper. Now, Robinson hits a ground ball down towards short. Rizzuto charges, throws to first, and Jack is out by a wide margin, about four steps. So one up and one gone, top of the sixth inning. So 22 strikeouts back in uh, the All-St. Louis World Series. 10 by Gale House and 12 by uh, Mort Cooper. We've had 20 so far today. One gone, top of the ninth. But we're not, uh, we're not citing that that is the record of aggregate strikeouts. We just haven't been able to put our finger on anything any closer than that. Gene Hermansky, 0 for 2, swings, and there's a high pop fly. Shortstop Rizzuto getting under it, under it, and makes the grab on the inside grass in front of short. Two men are retired, top of the ninth, as Reynolds continues pitching. And Carl Farello, who is 0 for 2, base on ball, got on with an error, then popped up the first, stepping in. Two gone, top of the ninth. Mara settles down to give the sign. Says something to Ferrello, and Ferrello grins. I feel back at the right there, not playing call to pull. He doesn't pull too much toward left as a rule, and with this groin injury, which prevents his full pivot, they don't take him to pull at all. There's a foul ball out of play. Nothing in one, no balls, one strike. Nothing in one, two down, no score. Ninth inning. Crowd is watching and waiting. Something to watch and much to be waited for. Right-hander Reynolds pitches a curve low and away. One ball, one strike. Burr just batted the ball down, picks it up, throws it out to the mound. One and one. Fellow, chokes that stick just about half an inch. Reynolds pumps once. Deals overhand. Fastball good on the outside above the knees for a call. Second strike. One and two. This is the great game that Reynolds has pitched in his entire career. Right-hander pumping. Dealing sidearm, curveball, missing low outside. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. He leaned toward third when he cut that one loose. Two and two. Top of the ninth. Brooklyn, the visiting ball club here at Yankee Stadium, at bat. Nobody has a run. Only one man has reached third base safely. He reached it in the second inning for the Dodgers with two outs. 2-2 pitch, swung on, fouled into the stands, back of first base. Hot foul ball. Two balls, two strikes. Reynolds very calmly rubbing up the new ball, standing at the back of the mound. Big crowd is so quiet that you can hear the piping, shrill voices of the infielders as they holler encouragement to the pitcher. Fellow, feet spread.
Reynolds takes the sign, pumps once, delivers, curves, foul back on the screen. It's still two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Two gone. Anybody that was asking for a battle today really got it. Apparently nothing is going to come easy to a winner this year in baseball. Two-two pitch swung on as a high fly ball into short right center field. Right fielder Mapes coming in under it. He has it. So that's all for Trello, who just keeps right on. Limping out toward right field, picks up his glove, and we get ready to go into the last half of the ninth inning. The last of the ninth inning. Nobody has any run. That's Big Newcomb, loping out to the mound. Well, Brother Allen, come over here now to the microphone, and uh, have you been seeing this thing? i tell you, too, I've just been sitting here real amazed at two great pitchers given uh, perhaps two of the best performances of their careers. The one comparatively brief, Don Newcomb, who has come like a meteor this year, and Allie Reynolds, a veteran, who actually might have gone through the first nine innings with a one-hitter, who might have had a, a no-hitter going to the uh, eighth inning when Reese singled, because as you mentioned, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, Johnny Lindell overran Jorgensen's drive, which he might have caught. And Big Don Newcomb, who has been almost as stingy with his base hits, certainly when he meant anything, and who has been striking them out right and left and firing and firing and firing. And it's just been a, a tremendous ball game all the way. And this is what I call baseball, as the people have loved it through the years. Well, this is a very fit ball game for a World Series. In other words, the two big teams, and here's the big game, and the two big pitches, and here we go. All right, Tommy Henrik, first up last of the night, will be followed by Barra, and then by DiMaggio. So the Yankees have their big hitters now in a line. Newcomb on the mound, the outfield deep toward right. Henrik, 0 for 3, left-hand batter. Takes a curve that is outside for ball one. Henrik swings from the end. Right side of the infield, it's full depth. Hodges, the first baseman, to step over toward the line. Newcomb's pitch has his curve down across the shins for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Two and all. Newcomb looking into the dirt. He has a rather odd idiosyncrasy on the mound in his pumping. We'll tell you about it in a second. Two nothing pitches. Swung on. Drilled out toward right field. Going way back. That's the ball game, a home run for Tommy Henrik. There's Henrik now between first and second. Bill Dickey, the first base coach, almost jumped on his back and realized that's a tender back and he better not. Henrik's coming in the third. He is trotting his home run home. Look at him grin. Big as a slice of watermelon. Wow. Oh, reliable. Hit one. That's all. Well, they call him all reliable, and they're not joking. He hit a 2 nothing pitch. Foul, way back up there in the straightaway right field stands. So, Henrik, 
who hit a home run in the eighth inning Sunday to guarantee the Yankees a cushion to work on against the Red Sox to get into the World Series, now gives the Yankees a one-game cushion with a very dramatic home run, with the startling suddenness of a pistol shot. The denouement, the climax, was reached. So the Dodgers walk off the field, the spectators start for the exits, and the Yankees did a wild war dance as they went off, and Henrik... I don't believe he ever enjoyed uh, running a home run any more than he ran that one. So, uh, that's that. And now we're going to switch over to Mel and have him uh, give you a recapitulation on the ball game. Pitches, and there's Reynolds walking out to the mound. Well, Mel, uh, how about Henrik? You've seen him do that many times, haven't you? I've seen Henrik do that all this year. As a matter of fact, he hit a home run opening day this year to win a ball game for the Yankees. He hit a home run on the closing day to clinch it. And he hits a home run on the opening day of the 1949 World Series to win the first game of it. He is one of your old pros who's been around a long while. And that was his fourth World Series home run. And I don't think that there's ever been a home run in his entire life that he has ever enjoyed more than that one. 66,224 people sitting there and with the suddenness of a bullet out of a cannon as Red described it so aptly and precisely for you the ball game is over and here I think that the entire assemblage here including Red including myself were expecting an extra inning ball game we just began to feel that perhaps it was going to go on and on and on you didn't know when the breaking point would come and then it came uh, just suddenly. And that's the way it happens when you get down to that last inning or you get into that sudden death period and the home team, the last of the ninth, of course, is in that situation. And boom, there it was. It was a tough break for a gallant guy, Don Newcomb, who uh, came back with just two days rest. Red has seen him pitch many times this year. I had the pleasure of watching him shut out the New York Giants on a night game, and his fastball was blazing. And But to me... He pitched a tremendous game today, even a better one, as he struck out one Yankee after another and wound up with a total of 11 strikeouts, too short of Howard Emke's single-game record of 13, as we told you, set uh, back in 1928, uh, 1929 on October the 8th, when uh, he pitched against the Cubs for the Philadelphia Athletics. Allie Reynolds came along with nine strikeouts, and though Reynolds was in more frequent trouble than was Newcomb because of more uh, wildness, uh, Reynolds having walked some four men while Don Newcomb did not walk a man uh, and has an opportunity perhaps if you like your statistics to join Carl Mays a Yankee pitcher many years ago who in 1921 did not allow any bases on balls in a single World Series of 26 consecutive innings of pitching that uh, went through three ball games so Newcomb went through one without allowing a base on balls Reynolds on the other hand allowed four and as a result was in uh, frequent trouble here and there and went to many 3-2 counts. Newcomb uh, rarely ever went to a 3-2 count uh, comparatively as he had his control down real sharp. An error by Jerry Coleman uh, allowed uh, Reynolds to be in trouble. And uh, although this is, uh, again, repetitions merely from the standpoint of reporting, Johnny Jorgensen's First inning double was a ball that uh, all observers will tell you should have been caught in the normal course of events. That's part of the game that it wasn't, but we're merely indicating the type of game that Reynolds pitched. That uh, as far as his pitching was concerned, 
he uh, should have had a no-hitter going into the eighth inning. Pee Wee Reese's single uh, was one that uh, there was no question about at all. A clean base hit all the way. And uh, Reynolds wound up pitching a two-hit ball game. And uh, if you want to decide it on the basis of hits, the Yankees had five, the Dodgers two, and therefore the, the Yankees uh, deserved to win. You can do it that way, but of course that's not a good way of looking at it. You had two tremendous pitching performances today and when you go on like that it was just uh, as the game Sunday between the Yanks and the Red Sox one of those two teams had to lose and one had to win the pennant somebody had to win it it couldn't go on forever and that's the way this game was today it was uh, a brilliantly played game all the way through and it was just uh, one of the finest World Series games uh, that I can ever recall seeing in many a year so your total show the Yankees, one run, five hits, one error, and four men left on base, while the Brooklyn Dodgers were blanked with two hits, did not uh, make an error, and had six men left on base. And now fans make a date to be with us by way of radio tomorrow for the second game of the series, and we'll have fun. Tuning time will be 12.45 Eastern Standard Time, the same as today. So our hats are off to the Brooklyn Dodgers to the New York Yankees, and to Allie Reynolds of Oklahoma City, who pitched a brilliant two-hitter, and with the help of Tommy Henrik, bested Don Newcomb and the Dodgers in an equally brilliantly pitched game, one to nothing. So until tomorrow, smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company, Red Barber, and yours truly, Mel Allen. We wish to thank the makers of Philip Morris Cigarettes and Alka-Seltzer, co-sponsors of Queen for a Day, for delaying their broadcast time today in order that we might bring you the World Series. Queen for a Day follows station identification. We also wish to thank the makers of La Rosa Macaroni, Spaghetti, and Egg Noodles, sponsors of the La Rosa Hollywood Theater of Stars, for relinquishing their broadcast time today. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.